everybody, this is Buzz Bob. You're listening to RazRadioLive.com. And make sure you tune into the first 52 chemtrail stivers, along with In Focus with the Speedy Eye Chippy, the Weekend Review with Kevin Harris, and make you got to take your pants down to the ladies' room, and other great programming with Sony Talking Kitty Kitty. And what's your Twitter handle? Later, fuckers. And what's your Twitter handle? At Buzz and Bob. All right. And what's mine? At Chippy. At Shifty SBS, you old trucking fucker. And would it have killed you to tell people that they need to donate, buzzard? Jesus Christ. The Exorcist. The Holy Psychiatrist. Gemini. BK to BC to BC. 5,000 BC. The scarlet woman uses sex and blood sacrifice The whore to get vodka that gave birth The goal of using fear and masonic Mind control, uncontrolled The pentagons is in the shape of a pentagram A five-pointed star to summon the evil Elohim Invoke the spirits, a armless out the shout In the fallen demon angel, Raziel Whistle the caucus, this shall be the eagle They prey upon the mentally dead and dismembered people Lack of money is the boost to all evil When the towers of Babel hit the ground was the plan they used to deceive you To cut us off from the root of our God And live in peace They persecuted, prosecuted They slaughtered all the prophets And get your bloody hands out of the poor man's pockets The same one who seduced the righteous into the fire The one who orchestrated the betrayal of the Messiah You can lose your own frames and no escape in the hellfire The blood should be avenged from Abel to Zachariah I don't believe in lying hit the towers Why the fuck they ain't fighting yet with all this power Killers Bush crashed the planes into his own Masonic killers. I don't believe the paparazzi killed princess died to turn to reach our youth and teach the truth. Ever since we took the towers down with the help of demolition charges, set by evil men who devil worship in lodges. Samyaza has returned to chilling a human body, assisting the government orchestrating the Illuminati. Full circle, another dark, painful cycle with more force than Metatron and the Archangel Michael. The apocalypse of dawn is like a magical pill. Wake up, the once more, Capitol Hill. Modern day Romans claim the worship of Nimrod is a rumor. Statue of Liberty made to reflect the ancient goddess of Sumer. Knights Templars who built their new Jerusalem in Scotland. Albert Pike, Scottish Rite, Luciferian doctrine. Skull and bones, Freemasons, and the Bilderbergs. Sold to damn the chemical weapons that killed the Kurds. CIA, Knights of Malta, and the Jesuit generals. My programmers are MK Ultra and molesters of genitals. I don't believe in lying hit the towers. Why the fuck they ain't fighting yet with all this power? I don't believe that the Muslims killed Malcolm. Devils knew he had the answer like you, he ain't fear the outcome. I don't believe it was Osama or Islamic killers. Bush crashed the planes into his own Masonic killers. I don't believe the paparazzi killed princess died to turn to reach our youth and teach the truth ever since this lie. This is Jordan Page. You're listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought 
This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Mix minus. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Good God. I must say, what a stressful way to start a show. And I know you all don't understand yet, but you will soon. Don't worry. You know I like to vent and give you my information and what's going on. Welcome, guys. It is Saturday night, 5-25-2013, Memorial Day weekend, 9-13. It should actually be uh, probably about 9-07. Uh, based on my time of, of my music, but, uh, you know, some people forgot how to watch a clock tonight, so uh, that's okay, though. At Raz Radio, we love all of us, so it's good. We don't mind. Let me uh, bring this down so we can bring the four-toted one up, if I can find my mouse. And there it goes. Dave, you there? I am here. Hey, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? <sighs> I've had less Remember, stressful beginnings. Wusa. And, and it's not Shifty. Shifty might be thinking, oh shit, it's me, but it's, it's not Shifty because I, I know what happened. Yeah, uh, we'll tell the listeners real fast. Uh, you know, as you all know, I do a apartment a maintenance for an apartment complex, and I have to do an on-call every two weeks uh, for the full week. And tonight happens to be my on-call, and, just, you know, I had everything ready to go. I was getting ready to sit down and and get all my music put together and make sure I had everything lined up and ready to go uh, because we have an early guest, which we don't usually do. Um, so I was really trying to make sure it was good. And don't you know, I get two calls at the same time at 740. So uh, I've been running around trying to fix air conditioners. Uh, Dave, make sure your monitor is off, please. Um, I've been running around trying to fix air conditioners and stop floods and uh, prepare for a radio show all in the past hour and 20 minutes. It's been a lot of fun, so I must say, um, you know, and then there's the added pressure of Shifty not getting off on time so that he can get to your early guest. Yes, exactly, which we have him there. Nathan will be with you in one minute. Just let me finish my opening here. Um, so tonight we do have uh, Nathan Cox, um, better known for being involved with uh, Veterans for Ron Paul. I don't know what he's working on now, so we will get with that with him. But he was at the uh, the march in uh, in Philly for the Free Adam Co-Cash. So I want, I'm dying to hear uh, what his experience was there. Um, and then, of course, we're going to start traveling into the the news of the week and the, the the issues we've had and all the different things we've seen. So I don't want to leave Nathan waiting anymore. Nathan, I got you there, buddy. Hey, how you doing, John? Good, Nathan. It's nice to talk to you again. How you been? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How, how about you? Uh, I'm doing good now. I'm a little. I sound a little tweaked, and I'll calm down a little bit as my my adrenal, adrenaline level drops. Yeah, I heard about your evening, man. Uh, it was real. And then I'm talking with you on Facebook in between. You're like, "Well, I can come earlier." I'm like, "Oh no, I need you to come later, maybe." <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So yeah, I, I remember. You know, you used to be with. Uh, well, you probably still are. Vet. Um. Um. Veterans for Ron Paul. Um. What has what have you turned that into, or what are you doing now? What's your main focus now? Um, well, my main focus now is really just uh, trying to educate people and wake up people's minds 
uh, just like mine was woken up by Ron Paul while I was in Baghdad. Um, right, you know, I, uh, I, I founded Virginia Cop Lock, which is a state chapter of Cop Lock, uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, I've done quite a bit with that. Um, and lately, um, I've just been helping out people who need help battling the government. Um, I've been helping out a guy named Eustace Conway in North Carolina. And uh, most recently, I helped out a good friend of mine named Adam Kokesh, we all know. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you participated um, in the march or the rally for Free Adam on uh, on Thursday. And as we all know, he has been freed as of uh, late Friday afternoon. Um, he got a couple citations, which, of course, in Adam's style, he did not sign them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with... Um, your participation in the march, because I know uh, some people from Rebel Inc. had showed up. I know Jordan Page, if I'm not mistaken, showed up. Uh, it sounded like you had a really great uh, turnout. So give me some of the people we know that were there and, and what you felt and saw while you were there. Yeah, um, well, uh, I got there, let me see, I got there probably around 10.30, 10.45, something like that. And um, when I got there, there was, I don't know, about at least two dozen people there. And... Um, and I, the first thing that I did when I got there was uh, I walked the block, the entire block, which is a pretty big city block, and took pictures of all the um, the extra law enforcement personnel they had on the streets and the corners, and all of their vehicles, license plates, um, and those stuff are, like those that. Are, those were some great shots you put out, Nathan. I must say, because I did see a lot of them. All the DHS vehicles parked along the line there. Uh, you got some good yeah, shots and, of of the detectives standing in the windows through the glass. Uh, yeah. You got some really good ones. So. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, a large reason why I did that is because it, it's just a smart thing to do before a rally like that. In case something goes down, you have those pictures ahead of time. If you need to hold somebody accountable. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, what's scary is, um, I've been seeing a lot of these, uh, DHS vehicles, um, <laughs> all over the country. Um, and it's, I don't want to say it's scary, but it's very bothersome that we're seeing this this high level of of all these DHS vehicles all over the place. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you uh, said that because you just reminded me uh, of something. Uh, I got a text message from some somebody who was passing my neighborhood um, while I was in Philly, and he sent me a, t- a text message past my neighborhood and said, "I just passed your neighborhood, and my cell phone." Like he apparently he was somehow looking at his Wi-Fi on the cell phone, and his Wi-Fi picked up a DHS uh, network, like a, one of those like mobile networks. Oh, geez. Well, now I know some yeah. people are going out there and and being dumbasses and making you know like FBI surveillance van um, Wi-Fi's because I've seen some people do that. So let, let's hope that's what it was, and it wasn't um, <laughs> an actual DHS vehicle there waiting for you. Well, I did piss off the feds lately, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got? You, uh, I, I cut you off there with the pictures, and then I reminded you of something else. We do Starburst a lot on the first 52. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, um, you were taking yeah, a bunch so, of pictures. You know, we, had a lot of, we had a lot of good people there. We had Mike Salvi. Um, we had James Babb. Uh, we had uh, Jeff, Def Jam from uh, Rebel Inc. Um, she was there representing the guys who, who were unable to make it, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, we, uh, about 20 of us or so went into the courthouse around one o'clock because the schedule uh, hearing was for one thirty. So it took us a while to get through security. And, uh, then they went, we actually went through double security. Um, 
and uh, we finally sat down. Uh, N.A. Poe was heard first, and um, he took some sort of conditional uh, conditional terms to get out or whatever, and uh, his little hearing only lasted about probably 10 minutes at most. And then Adam came in, and um, his hearing lasted at least an hour, and uh, I tell you what, I was uh, I was curious the entire time who his attorney was, and um, I was almost I was convinced that it was not a pub a public attorney because this guy was just ripping the government attorney attorneys apart, and it ended up being a public defender. Oh wow! I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and um, I mean this guy. So the hearing it was actually two hearings in one. It was a probable cause hearing. And it was a detention hearing, so they they heard the probable cause argument first to de- to, to decide if these charges were even legitimate, you know. And um, Adams' attorney pointed out that um, that uh, well, first of all, he, they uh, the government had this uh, park officer on the stand who was going to you know corroborate their side of the story, of course. And um, so he had this written affidavit that was about eight or nine pages long, and Adam's attorney and Adam grilled this guy question after question, line by line throughout this affidavit. And when I say and Adam, what I mean is Adam was leaning over from time to time asking questions to relate to the guy. And um, so, like, the guy was literally on the stand just stuttering and mumbling and like backtracking and I mean he did a terrible terrible job and um, and a lot of the uh, just about I would say most of the time the government attorneys were um, you know saying uh, uh, what's that term um, objection yeah objection <laughs> it, it, it would get shot down so they were really frustrated and flustered and then Adams attorney got up there and got the guy to say that Adam, you know, he was up there for a felony assault charge, so he got the guy to say that Adam, that he never saw Adam, um, he never saw or he never heard and he never read in any other reports that Adam pushed, kicked, or punched anybody. And in, in his own affidavit, he said that um, the, Adam grabbed, like he grabbed the uh, officer's arm to hold him back from arresting somebody else. So this particular code that the government was holding him under, in the code, it says that uh, there has to be intent to harm someone, and uh, there never was intent. I mean, we know that because we've already seen the video, and we know who you know the type of person that Adam is. But that was the charge we were, you know, trying to charge him on. And in the, the guy's own affidavit, um, you know, he there was no. There was no intent. Like he was trying to hold the cop back, not hurt the cop. So um, anyway, they, th- that actually intrigued the judge so bad or so much, along with some other case law um, that that the attorney gave him. That the judge said that um, that was some, that was he, what, he. Oh yeah, he used the word substantial, uh, and um, so that was that was pretty eye eye raising. And then. Uh, the big so then the second part of it was the detention hearing, and uh, Adam pretty much refused to give the all the government wanted. The judge said multiple times, "I want to let you go. I want to let you go, but we need your home address and phone number." And the judge said that all we need your address for 
is to be able to send you notices if you have to come to court next week or what have you. Um, so uh, Adam didn't want to. The judge gave uh, Adam and his attorney about three or four opportunities to try to compromise. Uh, Adam, at some, like at one point, Adam was trying to set the conditions. I would, I'll give you my address if this. And the judge was like, no, you don't make the deals. I'm the one who sets the conditions. He's like, thousands of people come through the courtroom all the time, and everybody else does this. He's like, I'm not going to make an exception for you. The judge is like, I know you're a Marine veteran. I don't believe you're a flight risk. He's like, I don't want to keep you any longer. We just need your address. And then he went so far to say that if you give us your address, it uh, it cannot be held against you. It can't, like, they can't use that for a warrant or a raid, which... Like I'm not even sure if that's true, but um. Well, so anyway, they, Adam in said, order to, "I'll give you." Say again. I was going to say, in order to to raid somebody or go into somebody's docile or do, 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 their house, I was trying to sound technical, but I really couldn't. Um, domicile. Domicile. Thank you. You have to, um, you know, have probable cause. You have to have a reason. So I, I don't even know why the judge would say that. Because there, right, yeah. there, there's no reason to, to, there's no way to get a warrant because he hasn't done anything that would disturb well, hold a warrant. On a second. The, the whole thing is a setup to begin with. So, well, I agree with of, that. Of course, you have to be right. suspect that they would use it for for nefarious actions because they've already done, right? And, you know, arrested him for no reason. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, my one question so to you. Adam, what I got a yeah, question on, for you about the just to wrap it up. Adam finally said, "I'll give you my address if it's sealed." And the judge says, I can't seal it because the clerk has to be able to access it. And uh, that's, when the, uh, that's when Adam's attorney mentioned um, that, listen, my client's in fear, fear is for his safety. He doesn't want the public to know his address. And if you take, they, ha they have to, they actually supposedly have the ability to take away his firearms under the uh, precedent, so to speak, of, of, of that felony. So Adam was worried that if he gave me a dress, they would try to confiscate his guns until the trial, and then he wouldn't be able to defend himself. So that was the, kind of the biggest argument they were using, and the judge still wouldn't buy it. And uh, the judge put him back in the, in the cage until that was what was supposed to be this coming Tuesday for the following hearing. But the judge did say that at any point Adam could say, uh, you know, here's my address or whatever. But obviously, uh, as we know, that didn't happen. The felony got dropped down to a couple citations well yeah because there really was no felony because he didn't do anything wrong um what, right right do you know what the citations were for no i'm still waiting to hear hear about that i'm i mean i haven't asked adam but uh, i'm curious to know myself okay now the other question i had for you is the way you described the way the court hearing went um it kind of sounds like the judge was being extremely fair to adam um and really oh, giving yeah. him all opportunity to um move forward and he really wanted to to give him this ability to get free um yeah me and some other people were very very shocked and surprised how reasonable and uh, i would I mean borderline off authentic he he seemed i mean he definitely seemed reasonable he he did you know you know just like in a, in a baseball game or, or a basketball game sometimes we feel like the referee leans one way and and you and i both know that the judges the prosecutors and the police are all on the same team, but but so usually you know usually they all favor each other. But in, in that particular hearing, the judge seemed very very reasonable and uh, showed favor, um, a, a lot of favor actually, towards Adam and, and his side. Do you think anything had to do with that? With the uh, you know, 
couple dozen people standing outside. I mean, do you think that influenced um, the judge? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, they did know that he was a quote-unquote high-profile person. And uh, actually, while the hearing was taking place, the crowd tripled or quadrupled outside. Wonderful. So when when we got outside, when we left the hearing, um, we were kind of surprised to see that the crowd had grown um, pretty, you know, like I said, double or triple or maybe even quadruples uh, within that hour and a half or two hours we were in there. Wow, that's great to hear. I mean, you know, the the, the people that are in this, I hate to call it a movement, but the, the people that are in this movement um, are very strong and will stand up very well. I mean, look what happened today. Over 400 cities had the Monsanto marches going on. Um, right. So it's nice to see this. Um, I really feel that we're coming to a major turning point in all of this, um, of, of everything we do, everything we talk about. I have a, a, a feeling that this summer, um, this might be the summer of rage in America. Um, it's just really feeling that way right now. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, if it's going to go the right way or the wrong way. Uh, it, it's one of those things I'm concerned about. So you um, you finished up in the court. Um, Adam went back into lockdown for a little bit and how did he get released at the end? Then he got the citations. We don't know what they were for. We already said that. Um, and then he, well, he just, told, he just told me, um, I asked him how it happened and he told me that the, the government, um, just pushed out is what his words were. Yeah. Well, I, I think they realized, <laughs> I like that word. That's a good one. I, I, I think they realized that, um, I think the government's starting to see it. I think the government's getting scared of us. I, I really, I really deep down inside believe that um, there's a lot going on, and, and they know that that there's too many of us now. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if I would say they're scared of us, but we're definitely a thorn in their side, and we're doing an excellent, excellent job at striking the root on a daily basis. Yeah, that is definitely, definitely true. Um, so, did you guys do anything after the court hearing? Uh, how long did you stay up there? What was the the feeling of the other people there, um, just try to give me a little bit of that feeling because I wish I could have been there to feel it myself. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I'll tell you what, when I got outside, uh, man, it was loud. I mean, we were loud beforehand. We, uh, there, I had a bullhorn. Somebody else had a bullhorn, and there might have been one or two other people with a bullhorn. And uh, I, I was walking around, standing on the corner, and we were kind of like standing about 30, 40, 50 feet apart from each other. So, like, you know, people along down the whole block could hear uh, what we what we were saying. And at one point, this guy on a motorcycle came by who had probably one of the lo- loudest exhausts I've ever heard. And he would come by with this big ass Gazden flag flying from the back of his motor motorcycle and revving up his engine so loud it practically hurt your ears. And it remind you, there's like dozens of cops out on the front. Um, and uh, he was doing that, you know, to just to rile everybody up and to piss off the cops too, probably. Um, so that was great. And then after after it got all said and done, in APO, like I said, he it, about about an hour later, an hour out, uh, after we got out of Adam's hearing, he finally got released. And there was a fundraiser at some local bar um, for his legal fund because he was still short um, before he went to court. Adam had raised his. But he was still short. Somebody, James Babb, set up a, a fundraiser, and uh, I hung around uh, t- for that for a little bit, and then I rolled down back to Northern Virginia and actually stayed at Adam's house that night. Nice, very good. Um, <clears throat> did you hear what happened to the guys from the power? The guy from the power, uh, the power hour, was it? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I guess it was on Monday or Tuesday, the first hearing he had. After the hearing, apparently they, one of the guys went in the subway and got uh, arrested. Um, I didn't watch the entire video, but got arrested apparently. Uh, it sounded like really for no good reason, to be quite honest. Well, yeah, he was standing there at the, on the train platform in Philly. Um, if you guys go to RazRadioLive.com, go to the second page. I'll tweet it out for you all, too. Uh, at the bottom of the second page on RazRadioLive.com, I have the video posted there. Uh, it's titled, This Is Not the Country I Served. And what he was doing, he was standing at the train platform, and there's a, a two-foot, one-and-a-half, two-foot-wide yellow line that runs along the platform where you're not supposed to stand, you know, to, right, to, right. Be, to be safe. And he was standing right next to it. He was not on it. They actually, in the video, he pan, they pan down and you can see where he's standing. And this female officer, uh, a, uh, um, uh, an officer, like a, a leader, because she had a white shirt on, most Philly cops yeah, were blue. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. She's actually a lieutenant or something along those lines, I'm sure. Captain something. Um, she starts harassing him and it, it was, I couldn't believe the whole thing. And then if you, as you watch the video, some blue shirt cops come down, uh, towards the end of it to help her with him. And they're older guys. I mean, they're in their, I'd have to say late forties, early fifties. I think the one might even been in his sixties. And you could tell on their face that they didn't really agree with what was going on. And, uh, yeah, I missed that part. Yeah, just watch the whole thing to the very end. It's only, I think it's like three or four minutes total length. Um, well, listen, I got one question about that. Did, did that guy ever, did he ever think or claim that he got followed from the, the hearing? Yes, he did claim. They, they claim that they got followed. Um, this was, let me see here. I got the whole thing here. Uh, at 320 I, on 520. I ask that because something similar kind of happened to... Um, to Jam from Rebel Inc. She, uh, she, when she was pulling up in front of the courthouse in her car, and she might be listening right now, so she might even call in. She, when she pulled up to, to the front, she asked somebody where to go park, and, um, she was there for like, you know, five to ten seconds, and two Philly cop um, bikes came up, I guess, came up behind her car, and then she ended up pulling off, and I, I guess she noticed them. And, uh, she went to go take a left as she was instructed to do by somebody, um, you know, giving her directions or whatever. And, uh, she, she took a left, just like the, like the seven or eight cars who took a left in front of her, she told me. And as soon as she took a left, the cops come rolling up on their bikes, banging on the window saying, pull your car over. And, uh, gave her two tickets, like one for a legal left turn. And I don't know what the other one was, but like they literally followed her is what, is what she said. And um, she felt like she was being targeted because, you know, she was at that rally. Yeah, that's that's what they said. They were followed from the arraignment hearing on uh, May 20th. So that would have been the Monday. 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 Yeah, so that was on Monday. Uh, and it's just, it. see, I grew up in South Jersey. I spent a lot of time in Philly. I dealt with Philly cops years and years and years ago. And it's gone back. Man. Yeah, they're really bad. They really, really are. Me and this girl, I mean, we were... I don't know, 20 years old. We had taken the train from Jersey to Philly and spent the day. Sorry, guys, but we spent the day on acid, tripping face in Philly, going to all the museums and stuff. And uh -huh. we, we got lost and we go up to this cop and we're like, yo, man, where's the, how do we get back to the train? And this is 19, 20, 19, almost 20 years ago. And, uh -huh. and he's like, I don't, I'm not going to tell you guys, just get out of here. And we're like, well, but we got to find the train to get back to Jersey. He's like, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to arrest you. 
And we're like, you got to be kidding me. You know, like <laughs> all we want to know is how to get back to the train platform. <laughs> so yeah, Philly cops are horrible. Absolutely. Yeah. Def, if you're listening, hon, give us a call. 941-421-0401. Um, so, yeah, uh, and I've been in Philly quite a bit for their in the fed protests. They've got some amazingly well organized in the fed rallies up there. And, um, and I've, I've had bad experiences with cops and seen other bad experiences with cops up there too. So yeah, I can definitely corroborate what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's just a well, it's like any city. I mean, you go into any city, you're going to run in, in New York, you're going to get the same thing from the cops. Uh, I'm really hoping that we can see um, maybe some of these law enforcement people actually starting to come around a little bit. I mean, I live in a small town uh, down in Southwest Florida. Our cops aren't really that bad. I, I don't have problems with our cops, although we do have one one or two cars with license plate readers all the way around them. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's amazing. A little county like we are in, in, in southwest Florida, not a really super large population. Why do we have to have license plate readers? Um, well, because we got to fill their budget. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so you stayed at Adam's house in Virginia that night, uh, traveled home. Uh, you had a good experience. You didn't really have any issues. You didn't, you didn't see anybody that you were there getting harassed or anything. I mean, we saw what happened with him, with the, the guy from the panic hour, but you didn't see anything on site that day. Um, no, no. In fact, the police, uh, made contact with us several times to uh, just as a courtesy, so to speak. And I think it was people from their civil affairs office. And, uh, they, I mean, we, there was cops, you know, there was cops like next to us uh in the crowd there so um i mean they weren't try they weren't trying to intimidate us they were just laying back chilling watching what we were doing and nobody could care less people were shouting at people in the microphones or with the megaphone so uh i, I didn't see any actually co actual cops um you know get on anybody we were even chalking the sidewalks and they didn't even say anything good well that's good to hear i'm glad to hear yeah i did see uh, i think i think it was deaf that sent out that one picture of uh of the chalk yeah. on the sidewalk. That was a good one. I, I can't remember what it said, but I do, I do remember seeing it. Um, so we head home, Nathan, where are, where are you headed in, in your future plans? What is anything that you want to really let our listeners know about that you're really pushing on? That's, um, you know, we've got to add them out. Obviously there's going to be more to this as the months go on. Uh, are you, are you going to participate in the March? Um, well, I think that has been re uh, redefined and readjusted. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, I, I don't think the uh, armed march is on anymore. What's now taking place is what Adam's calling the quote-unquote final American revolution, and it's going to be nationwide in every capital of every state. And uh, he, basically he, he's asking people to march and demand their governor's um, start a secession process and uh, for the reclamation of uh, federal hand, uh, federal land um, that's in, you know, that's within state, state lines. Interesting. Now this is a, uh, this is an unarmed march to the, to the uh, courthouse or to um, the um, government. I, I have not, uh, there's a press release out. Um, uh, Freedom of Phoenix, Freedom Phoenix has published it. And I think Alex Jones might have as well. Um, but, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not quite sure. I think people are sure, you know, depending on their own state laws, but he hasn't, I don't think explicitly said this is an armed march on your capitals. I, I hadn't read that detail. Um, but like I said, I didn't finish reading the entire, 
Uh, the entire release. Gotcha, gotcha. Dave, you got yeah, any? ADHD, uh, man. Dave, you got any questions there? No, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about because um, last night I noticed on Facebook there was some sort of march on Tallahassee because we're in Florida. You know, that's our capital city, and I uh, I might go to it. I don't know. It is the Fourth of July. <laughs> What's yeah, I tell you what. I mean, I'll, I I have no problem. I, you know, I, I kind of like that idea. Um, you know, that, that way it's more all inclusive, so to speak. You know, you might not, it, it's not a, it's not a march necessarily about Second Amendment rights, although you can make it about it by bringing your firearm. But, um, the point about it is to, sh- to, to let the states know that the federal government is out of control and that they want to get, you know, out of that federal grip. So, um, I, I I'm not sure if I'm going to, be the lead organizer and the one in here in Richmond, but I'm going to certainly be a part of it. Excellent. Uh, now, you had mentioned Alex Jones there. I'm a listener of his. I listen every day mostly. Um, if I don't, if I miss it, I always try to catch up on it. Uh, now, on on Thursday, he uh, he had talked about that that march um, and about what what did what did Adam call it again? The second. American Revolution. No, what did he call it? Oh, the last the, American. The final American Revolution. Final American Revolution. And I know. Uh, and again, this was before. You know, this was when the the armed march was still going on, as far as we all knew. Um, he kind of came out sounding like he was against it. Now we're you're saying he's got it posted up there. So I'm just trying to to see if you heard that statement he had made or had heard her about it, um, and saying that although he supports what Ale- Adam does, um, he doesn't believe he's going to be able to support this movement oh i never heard that i I had never seen or heard that that would that would actually kind of surprise me but um this was in fact i thought i saw the exact opposite to be quite honest i was listening live and this was thursday afternoon uh towards the he went into you know he goes into overdrive for a little bit yeah it was during the overdrive on thursday now if it's out there or not i'll try to find it and it kind of caught me off guard a little bit when he said that he said he doesn't feel that, uh, and don't quote me exactly what I'm going to say. I'm trying to go from memory here. Um, but he said, uh, um, he, he, where he doesn't think that Adam is an agent provocateur, he feels that he's pushing the line too far and he doesn't believe he's going to be able to support on this march. And that's the only reason I bring that up is because you said he posted it. And again, I'm an Alex listener, so I'm not bashing or anything here. I was kind of shocked and taken back myself when he said it. Um, so yeah, maybe- um, I uh, I'm pretty sure I saw Alex Jones make a post about uh, about it, but uh, I mean I might be misremembering. I know for a fact that Freedom Phoenix did. Well, I know I, I hear Dave typing in the background there, so he's probably looking for what I was saying. No, I'm oh, okay. responding to somebody. So now here I thought he was actually being a good co-host and searching for what I was talking about, so maybe <laughs> we could play you the audio. That would surprise me though. I mean. Uh, I really saw I saw a different headline floating around, um, and uh, and just to be clear, which march are you talking? You're talking about which one are you talking about again? Well, again, this was this was in overdrive when we weren't really even sure if Adam was out yet, and I believe okay. I believe he even said that it was his people that put it out, not Adam. So. I believe, so you are talking about the arm march on DC. Well, I think he was mixing the two together, and maybe that's why the tone has changed a little bit with him because he was talking about 
um, the armed march, but then he brought up the, the, the final revolution statement. So that's why I think he was going off the top of his head when things were happening too fast. So maybe he misspoke okay, at that time. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm actually yeah. looking for it right now to see if I can pull it up before we get out of this okay. last hour here. But, uh, what else could, while I'm looking here, what else you got there for me? Let's talk about, uh, your cop lock unit. What have you been doing with that? What's new? Uh, the last thing I saw, and I know this a long time ago, was when you posted that officer, you guys were handing out flyers in a bad area and the, the officer came and you spoke with him. That was one of the last things I really remember yeah. directly from you. That, yeah, that was a while back. Um, as far as Virginia cop lock, you know, it, it's a decentralized organization that anybody can kind of affiliate themselves. Um, to the group, so to speak. Um, I haven't done anything with anybody collectively lately. Uh, I am going to try to get out soon on the weekends. And now that I got a, a new job coming soon, I'll have a little bit more free time. Um, and there are, there is some people who have recently got involved that want to go out with somebody who's a little bit more seasoned and, and see how to, you know, go about interacting with a cop. So I'm going to try to get that done. Um, but other than that, you know, I've been uh, I've been helping other people like uh, Eustace Conway, who's battling the government down in North Carolina, who's trying to uh, pretty much straight up take 500 acres he's sitting on. Um, so it's just between that and, and educating, man. I, I said well long before the Ron Paul campaign um, ended that after I got done with that election, I, I wouldn't be dabbling around in federal politics anymore. It's just a lost cause. I'd rather change my energies and my efforts and my time to educating people about the non-aggression principle and about liberty and um, and just trying to turn people's minds on, man. Excellent. And and with Eustace, because I'm actually going to reach out to him soon uh, to get him on here because he's been on Dangerous Conversation. Um, and I, I, I want to talk to him because I think his story is, is uh, very interesting. I know Dave follows him a lot more. Um, yeah, he I and have. Scott had a great conversation. Yeah, Scott's always got a, always gives good interviews, man. He, <laughs> he's just a genius when it comes to interviewing. That's for sure. Dave, what do you? Because uh, I know you follow Eustace a lot more than I do. Um, do you have any questions for Nathan on that? Because he uh, he's working with him directly. Yeah, well, how's it going? Because the last we heard, um, he was just dealing with the with the government. Um, is it getting any better? Is it getting any worse? What's the update on? Yeah. Well, well, uh, a, a lot's happened uh, over the last, I don't know, three months. There has been a march down in Boone, w- marching um, to the uh, the health department and to the uh, building and, and inspections planning department, who are, are the two departments that are causing them on the trouble. And a good a good sized crowd turned out for that. There's been a lot of people donating, um, and just most recently, the uh, North Carolina State House. Actually, not the Senate quite yet, I don't think, but the uh, House passed a bill um, that uh, somehow helps uh, Eustace's situation. So um, that hasn't, I don't think, been voted on by the Senate yet, but that looks very good. And uh, he's basically, uh, you know, he was shut down last year and he didn't have uh, a summer camp because he was shut down. And technically, he's still shut down right now, but because things look like they're going good, um, and really, either way, he's decided to uh, continue on in his civil disobedience and reopen the summer camps um, this this year. So he's uh, he's pushing through, and uh, he he certainly appreciates all the help that um, that everybody's been uh, 
you know, trying to help spread the word and raise awareness and, and literally help them out uh, down there and, and, and other places. That's awesome, man. I, I like that guy, you know, and uh, when I get my shit together and he gets his shit together, I think I will go spend the summer up there. Man, you ought to. He's always looking for uh, for interns, uh, especially if you have some skill sets that, that he could use. Dave, uh, Dave just went uh, on retirement, permanent retirement <laughs> at forty-five years old. Lucky man. <laughs> it's not yeah, really I'm lucky. lucky. I'm lying. Disability. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on, okay. I'm, I'm on disability, and I get to live right at the poverty line. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I understand how that is, man. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in, Dave. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're just jealous. So, Nathan, where can uh, people find you? Where can they support you, or Eustace, or or anybody else that you uh you know you look out for? Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, if, if you want to track down Eustace, just go to TurtleIslandPreserve.com. dot org. Uh, he, he's got both domains, and uh, check out um, check out the the dates of the summer camps. He's got uh, young boys camps, young girls camps, family camps, uh, and and all sorts of different camps um, th- throughout the summer. And that would be a great way uh, to support him there. Um, and if you want to find me, uh, I'm on Facebook. I got a website. Um, it's it's not looking the greatest right now, but it's whoisnatecox.com, and you can find my Facebook, uh, my YouTube, Twitter, and all that stuff um, from that site. And Nathan, anytime you have an article that you put up on on whoisnate.com, um, send me a link or, or tag me and let me know you posted something new because I'd be more than happy to to you know post it back on. I've posted one of yours uh, onto uh, Raz Radio Live. You know, it helps it get out. The more pages it's on, the quicker it can get out. Um, okay, sure, yeah, and I'll do the same thing when we post uh, post articles at virginiacopblock.org, too. That'd be great, man, because I'd be more than happy to put them up for you. Um, we, that, that's yeah, an we important had a, thing. We had an article about a week ago go viral and it hit 13,000 uh, 13, in one day. Nice. That's always a yeah. good thing to have happen. I think the last one I posted from you was a Eustace one that you had posted a couple months ago. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so we can find you there. Before you leave, i got to get a new tag from you, bud. Um, because the old one was on the old station I was on. Um, yeah. so, so if you can give me a, hey, it's Nathan Cox from Virginia Cop, Cock, Cock Block. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Virginia Cop Block. Um, you're listening to The First 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Sure. Hey, this is Nathan Cox with VirginiaCopBlock.org, and uh, you're listening to Raz with 52K52.org. <laughs> the, the First 52 on Raz Radio oh. Live. The first 52 with Raz Radio Live. There you go. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. And we will be sending people your way. Like I said, tag me and, and post when you put them up. And I'll get, make sure they get shared out quicker. And uh, anytime you got something going on and you want to get the voice out there, send me a message, dude. We'll have you on anytime. I appreciate that, man, very much. Thank you for having me on. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And, hey, thanks for your service. Thank you. Appreciate that. You, you too. Later, bro. All right. Bye. Love talking with Nate, and he's a good guy. He, he really is. Um, I did find, let's do some uh, creative, some creative, uh, what would we call that? Creative um, um, producing. So what we're going to do is some creative producing. Guys, if anybody out there has a question, it's 941-421-0401. I did find the Alex Jones show um, from Thursday. I've gone forward to the last segment of it. So let's take out the last hour here and see... You know, we got about eight minutes left. Let's see if I was uh, 
misspeaking because I want to make sure I clear the page, but I swear I know what I heard. So I'm going to put this on here. Guys, for those of you who don't like Alex Jones, I'm sorry. He's up there talking about how great it is to have drones killing U.S. citizens without due process. I'm going to try. I might be skipping around a little bit to try to get to it because we'll have it in the background. Dave and I will chat a little bit. Dave, what do you think about that Nathan interview? It was great. Informative. Um, Am I going to talk over Alex Jones? Yeah. Oh, bring Lexi back on. Oh, I didn't even know. Well, you were having that issue earlier, so, you know, I was giving you some no mic on. Go ahead, Dave. This is awkward, just just so you know. I brought him down. I brought him down. Go ahead. Now I'm sidetracked. Um, um, can I just say, Dave, I've been able to hear you breathe this entire hour. <laughs> like, just your breathing. It's like... Oh, you know what? Mouth breather. When I was on last night, I turned up my uh, my stuff. Let me let me tweak it down a little bit. No, you Sorry sound good. That. No, you sound good other than the mouth no, breathing. I've literally been able to hear him breathe the entire show. Hold on one sec. Sorry. And, uh, no, this is Obama being heckled. Let me skip forward a little while, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. All right, yeah, hey, hold on. We're going a little further here. Another set of questions, commercials. Really? I told you we're going to do some live. Uh, you couldn't just pick out that section you wanted? No, because I don't know exactly where it is. Oh. Okay. All right. He wanted me to go find the video. Uh, me, me to find an Alex Jones video. <laughs> <laughs> it's on YouTube. All right. So go ahead. Give us your evaluation of the Nathan Cox interview again. You said it was informative. You had a good time. Then Lexi jumped in. What did you think, honey? It was good. I enjoyed it. Wow. That was insightful. Thanks. You're welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> Was um, I supposed to spend like a long time on that? No, you weren't supposed to spend a long time on it. It's weird right. having a guest in the first hour. I know. I'll say that. It really threw me off. I wouldn't have been so stressed if that wasn't the part, the, the fact. And you know what? This YouTube video, he didn't put the fucking um, overdrive on it. I'll have that next week because I'm going to have to download the whole show from, from the Prison Planet and see if it's on there. Oh, awesome. Download it. That way you're not playing it over YouTube and it gets stuck. And well, no, it wasn't getting up. stuck. I was skipping because no, I was saying, trying to in find in general, it. that's what people do. That's what everybody does, and it annoys the shit out of me. I know. I'm not, I'm not talking about Raz Radio. I'm talking about Dangerous Conversation. I'm talking about oh, every radio station seems to. Oh, even Bubba does it down. sometimes. It, the YouTube and the Internet's just not that useful, and it's, you know. Yeah, but you could download yeah. it and then play it locally so it never gets fucked up. But that up. takes a lot of work, man. <laughs> mm, that's right. Sorry, I want to put out a you know quality product. It just takes work. It's not easy. It's not easy. So uh, anyway, I, I want to talk a little bit more about Adam Kokesh because I got to listen to the Mike Salvi interview from Dangerous Conversation the other day. Actually, a day late, and uh, it was very interesting because um, it tur- it seems that they I mean they really set him up, and that's because you know. The, when I went to New York to see Anarchy in NYC with Kokesh, Kokesh was late because he was coming back from another 420 thing in Philly. So he's done this, you know, four or five times already. Right. And they never busted his chops. Now this next one that they're doing, they, they, they block it off with fencing. They put up, um, signs and there's a much bigger police presence. So that just tells me that it was set up from the get go to get him because Oddly enough, there's more security, and boom, they go in and just get him. Right. You know? Right. And that's why some people, um, you know, we get that divide in the movement. That's why some people wanted to go out and start saying that maybe he was, uh, 
what Cointel Pro. Yeah, you know, and it's it's it doesn't hurt to ask that question, and nobody should be mad for that question being asked because well, he did work for uh, Intel in the uh, military. Right, exactly. I mean, so there's a lot of reasons to ask that question, and I get it. Yeah. You know, I don't knock anybody for asking. Uh, that's what we do in this movement: is we ask questions of everything. Uh, how many times have Alex Jones been accused of it? Shit, um, I had I saw people accusing the person that asked that question as a hypothetical question as being COINTELPRO, and it's somebody you and I both know that happens to have a lot of children. <laughs> okay, and they, they're they saying that person might have been an FBI agent. Oh. It was on that yeah, it was on that post. It he, was set in there. He's definitely an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I'm, I'm actually going up to meet with him tomorrow, too. We're gonna, I'm FBI as well. I'm actually CIA. We're going to uh, coordinate and we're going to uh, do some stuff. Well, you're coming down for my birthday weekend next week, and you really think it's my birthday next weekend? No. we got right, some, right, we got a mission right. on the boat. Right. Raz Radio is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we're all COINTELPRO. Now, Shifty right. might be. I, I mean, the way his eyes twitch, I don't know where he really stands. Did you hear uh, – were you listening to the show earlier? No, because you were running around. Like a jackass, um, yeah, no. Thomas had called in from uh, the Waterhead show. And it turns out they have similar issues. And that got me thinking. I'm like, there's one show where all three people ha- are have disabilities. There's another show where another guy has a disability. And then there's this show, which a guy has a disability. We're like the <laughs> Hey, the you don't have to call me disabled. The, uh, we're the radio show of It's not very nice, Dave, the, just because I believe the, the radio, I'm the disabled one. Remember, <laughs> I'm the one who's crippled. I know, I know. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break here. Wait, nope. What? One more thing before we, then we can just kill the whole Kokesh thing. Um, what's his uh, N.A. Poe? He got out earlier, mm-hmm. but he still has to deal with his felony charge. Whereas Adam kept his mouth shut, kept to his guns, didn't take the deal, and they let him go essentially with a couple tickets. Right. Couple Which tickets. I would, I would, I would tend to think. He might even fight those tickets. Oh, I, do you, now do you think he's not going to? I mean, come on now. It's Adam Kokash. He's going to fight anything the government tells him. Um, so this just goes to show you that 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 fighting sometimes does work. Sometimes, yeah. You if know? you if you have the ability, um, if if and remember, we're talking about Adam Kokash. His his life is fighting the government. That's what he does. So to continue that fight is all he's doing with this. So that's good. I, I think it's great that he got out. I think it's great that the judge apparently. Sounded as good as he did and, and said some really good things there. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what um, transpires or transforms or becomes of this whole thing. So uh, we'll keep well, our eye on for it. for sure. You know, the, the armed rally on Washington was dissolved. So who the go- knows? The government won that battle, I guess. But will the government win the battle if all 50 states are marched on on the July 4th? Nobody's got to it's the 4th of July. Now, there'll be people. It won't be the biggest numbers, but I, there will be people, and you know that as well as I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. you just said you might even do it. I, well, I also might be in New York. Why would you want to do that? Fourth of July party. <laughs> All right. And, you know, maybe I get to see my son. Yeah, well, that would be nice. Yeah, I that have to That would be the last one. place I would want to spend 4th of July. New York? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Um, what we'll do now is we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk about um, people getting arrested for thongs. Um, 
the Monsanto <laughs> March. I'm still thinking that's hilarious. Uh, I, I, I'm going to read the article when we get back. Outrageous. Don't worry. I, I definitely will read the article. And uh, I do have some persistent contrail speak for tonight. So uh, Who won the bet? Nobody, because I didn't say the word. Ha 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 when I when I mute my mic, do you hear that little noise? What noise? Apparently not. Okay, good. <laughs> I was gonna say what noise. Alright guys. Yeah, it's on my side. All right. You're listening to the first fifty two on Raz Radio Live. We will be back in a few. You're listening to RazRadioLive.com, home of um, uh, the first fifty-two. Uh, uh, in focus with Shifty and uh, uh, in the ladies' room and uh, uh, what the hell? Yes, LRWF and a bunch of other fine programming. Uh, make sure you donate. Uh, uh, okay, what's on the website again? Freshyulive.com. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking until you do succeed. RazRadioLive.com with retards. I'm a 
Chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out over the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the World Are They Spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. Hey, guys, it's Popeye from federaljack.com. You're listening to the first 52, where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum. Hey, there she is. She wants to put America.
watch them lip sync at shows. Who's got the answer? We turn them into lipstick hoes. Now who you after? Searching with your good eye closed. Now who you after? Searching with your good eyes closed. Who's your master? Break the sound. I'm so cold. You wanna hate me? Good. I wanna hate you too. You wanna break me? Good. I wanna break you too. Get the fuck out of my way so I can crush this The word you choose to groove are disgusting And who's got my back now that this world's corrupted? Who's got my back now that this world's corrupted? If violence breeds hate, then I'm the hate machine And this is what you get when you steal my dreams You made me, so come on, try and break me Why would you hate me? Why? You've already touched me once. And uh, here we go. I turn my headphones up. Now I can hear myself. Here we go. Hour number two of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. I want to send a lot of thanks out to Nathan. I appreciate your time, bro. Um, like I said, anytime you need some help with something, we're here for you at Raz Radio Live. Hell, think about doing a show maybe, buddy. Always got airspace for good people. We'd like to throw that out to make sure we can fill the time. We always like to have good voices here. Always, always, always a good thing to have. You there, Fortoad? I am here. Hey. Hold on, let me bring this down. Yeah, because I'm getting feedback. Um, oh, that's why. Wait, wait. That's why you're getting feedback. The guy that uh, we had spoken to on Tuesday, have you reached out to him? Is he gonna? Is he interested in doing a show? Because I actually, I never listened to the replays, but I listened to that show last night, and uh, I think he was kind of interested in it. I think we should reach out to him. Yeah, I've I've communicated with him. Do you got your monitors up? Thank you. Uh, I did. Yes, you did. I know you did. And uh, you know, after Nathan left us, we had a little conversation about the being the Fourth of July. And, you know, you made a statement that you didn't think anybody would show up. Now, do you really believe that statement? Do you really think nobody will show up? Nobody will march? No, actually, I think the people that it makes a difference to will definitely show up. Okay, because I wanted to make sure we cleared that up. Um, Karen, that's not what we meant. So we were just making the statement that it was uh, it was the 4th of July, I think, pretty much. And those that do care, people like Nathan, people like maybe Toad, people like maybe me, if I can afford to get up there. You know, that's the biggest thing with a lot of people is money. I thought that if it works out, maybe all of us could go up. You guys meet me here, and then I'll drive the rest of the way to Tallahassee. That might be a possibility. It depends on if I can get somebody to take Mikey for the 4th of July, don't forget. Oh, you know what? We'll bring him. Why can't can't a five-year-old be involved in the protest? There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. You got to start him out early. As long as they don't, you know, mace my kid while he's in the stroller like it's been done in the past. Oh, dude. You'd see me go Rambo and you'd never see me again. (laughs) That would be ugly. Nobody maces my kid. All right. (laughs) That'll be the last you ever saw me. Maybe maybe that's what I'm off call. I'm not. Oh, that's a Thursday. So that'll be like time to die. (laughs) That would have to be a day trip um, because I'd have to work the next day. I could take off the next day. Screw it. 
Yeah, it's no day trip. It's going to take you two hours to get yeah. here and another four hours to get yeah. there. You know, let's let's talk about this some more. Maybe, you know what, maybe well, we will go. Why don't we do that off well, air? <laughs> I don't mean right now. I mean, we we can talk yeah. about no, it. No, let's talk about it right now. No, there's, there's, there's a serious chance that I might be in New York, so I don't know. Yeah. And that's what we need to talk about. So, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. All right, so lots of interesting news uh, been going on for the past ever. I don't know. It seems like every week it gets to be worse and worse and worse and worse and more things and more things and more things. Um, let's see. What what can we talk about? We'll get to the thong girl here in a little bit. <laughs> thong um, girl? Yeah. The, some girl got arrested for, for wearing a thong on the beach. Um, so in, in in this state? No, uh, I haven't read the article, so it's going to be a fresh article for all of us. So so give it some time. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, and then Nathan, when he posted about being on the show tonight, he wanted to talk about um, another uh, success he's had. Um, and I haven't had a chance to read this article, but I'm going to go through it real fast here. It says, City Police Activists Reach Deal in Thumb Drive Case. Uh, the city of Richmond and two community activists have reached an agreement in a civil case involving the mysterious disappearance of a police captain's thumb drive. Uh, Judge Gregory L. Roop of Rich, Richmond Circuit Court on Thursday ordered a permanent injunction forbidding the activists, Mo Karn and Nathan Cox, from dis- disseminating the sensitive police information that had been posted online after the thumb drive vanished last year. The information, the information posted online included information on police narcotic investigations and listed home addresses of more than 100 police employees, which the city argued put the officers and their families at risk. Under the agreement uh, that was form- formalized on Thursday, the judge dismissed the city's lawsuit against Karen and Cox. Cox has tried has ties to Virginia Cop Lock, an organization that seeks to hold police agencies accountable, and Karn is an affiliate with the Wingnut with the Wingnut, an anarchist collective. Although neither Karn nor Cox has been charged that's kind of a hard one to say, sorry guys. Um, although neither Karn nor Cox has been charged with a crime, the city had alleged in court documents that the crime had been committed, including obstructing justice obstruction of justice and harassing or intimidating law enforcement officers. Victor per- Pearson uh, Benjamin, Victor Pearson Benjamin, general counsel for the Richmond Police Department, and Travis A. Sabolowski, an attorney representing, representing the city, declined to say Thursday whether a current criminal investigation is underway in connection with thumb drive. Uh, so that gives you a good idea. So they won that battle. Um, that they didn't do anything, but they're going to continue to investigate. So maybe next time we talk to Nathan, uh, Dave, you can remind me, or Lexi, you can remind me to uh, bring this up because he did want to talk about it. Uh, that is, uh, I'll tweet this article out for you guys to anybody who wants to read it or see it. Uh, that way, uh, you know, make sure you're you're supporting people like Nathan, the little guys, the ones that are fighting. You know, those are those are really us, Adam, um, Trip. I mean, there's so many independent. Uh, Unbound Radio. There's so many different independent organizations out there trying to get the word out. So make sure you're trying to support whichever one you choose is the best one to support. And that's an important thing because we all need that. Dave? Yeah? Give me one of your articles you got in front of you there. Let's start there. All right. Do you remember the story of Brandon Robb? Yes, I do. 
He was detained without due process over some Facebook post he made. Now, with the help of the Rutherford Institute, he is suing his captors. His detention was part of a federal government program code codenamed Operation Vigilant Eagle, which monitors military veterans with certain political views. So, wait, there's a company that wait, there's an organization that monitors veterans with political views. Is that what you just said? No, no. It's part of a federal government program called Operation Vill- Village and Eagle. Only the government comes up with these, you know, creative gay, names. yeah, Operation This, Operation That. Um, so did I derail look, you? No, no, not at all. Because um, I'm trying to tie this into the whole IRS thing. Now, the IRS, if if you're not following the, the narrative, the country's narrative, they use the IRS to kind of squelch it. If you're not following the narrative and you're ex-military because they own you, um, they will come and take you away for no reason or, well, without due process. I'm just trying to point out how tyrannical this government is because most people don't see it. But this is the shit that – I mean, they're so – they think, you know, people like Brandon Rabb are, are so much of a threat. They've come up with a fucking operation name for it, you know? And if this doesn't scare the shit out of you and make you think – well, well, I'm a veteran, doing- so I should probably be concerned myself then, maybe, because I might have some outstanding political views that people might not like. You think? Maybe. <sighs> maybe a few. I don't know. What do you think, honey? Uh, quite possibly. Quite possibly, you think? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I think it's a likelihood. Likelihood? Strong likelihood. Strong likelihood. Okay. Well, you never know. Hey, guys, 941-421-0401. Give us a call. Talk to us. Ask us some questions. So go ahead, Dave. All right. So there was that one. Um, I actually Googled Operation Village and Eagle, but I haven't read it yet. I know. I hate when I got to um, pr- uh, produce on the fly, we call it. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, so I keep teasing this. Oh, God. I mean, she should have just got. I, I have more. She should, she should have just got arrested for being ugly. Forget the thong. Good God. Oh, God. Good God. So now only pretty people could show their ass. Oh, that's real nice, Sean. I'm just real looking nice. at her face. Really worldly of you. <laughs> I know. Well, she's got she's got two lip rings, one on each side of her mouth, like not like in the middle. But Arrest her. Like on the sides, are kind of scary. She looking. looks different. Arrest her. <laughs> what do you think, honey? Lexi just looked at the picture. All right. So this was a murder. All I saw, all I saw was boobs. <laughs> That'd be your boobs, honey. Huh? <laughs> huh? Lexi had a bloody nose for the first half hour of the show. It was kind of. Uh, uh, we've had a mad evening getting ready for this show, i got to say. Uh, yeah, I'm amazed that the show even got pulled off. <laughs> that, well, you know what? I'm like, really? Shift- right fucking now? The music right. started, and I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> shifty, shifty going long. You calling me at what, like uh, 8.40 and saying, you know, uh, I don't know if the show's going to start on time. I got an air conditioning job to do, and I'm like, all right, bye. You know, just so that I got off the phone so you could do your thing. Um <laughs> You know, Nathan Cox is, boom, right after the fucking last, you know, right after the intro, boom, he's on. And, you know, it's just, I can't believe all this shit still went without a hitch. Yeah, well, you know, we try hard here, I guess. All right, so anyway, back to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Myrtle Beach police charged a North Carolina woman with indecent exposure after officers warned her about wearing a thong swimsuit along Ocean Boulevard, according to the arrest report. Um, Taria... Mokeek Garnis, 22 of High Point, North Carolina, was arrested at 5 a.m. Friday in the 1700 block of Ocean Boulevard, the report said. Officers charged her with 
with a misdemeanor offense after she was warned twice by officers to cover up. (laughs) (laughs) What? Really? Like, this thong... Oh, God, it's like a big joke. Really, like... We've had women wearing thongs on our beach in fucking Inglewood, Florida. Come uh, on. I, I... I don't know what to say on this. I mean, I'm just... It was a thong bikini. So what? Was her privates covered? Yeah. That's all that matters. Wearing a thong has been illegal in Myrtle Beach for 20 years. You've got to be kidding me. Is it really? Wow. That's one of those dumb laws. Pathetic. Um, I can't believe it's illegal to wear a thong. Now, what's next? Are we not going to be able to wear? What do you think's next? Give Give me your guess, Dave. Well, they're already trying to illegalize or make it illegal for people to wear their, you know, their baggy pants down below their underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though I agree with that one, I don't agree with a law. To uh, right, I, there's a there's a store that I've actually managed to hit twice at a gas station when I drive up to New York, and right in the sign it says, you know, right in the front door, there's a sign that says, "If your pants are baggy, don't come in," and that's private property. You know, that's your your establishment. Choice. You can do that, right? Right, but when you when when the law gets involved, then that's where I have a problem with it. And you know what? It's it's a fucking it's what people think is fashion. Who gives a shit? Who the hell am I to judge? I'm sure my parents or our parents thought what we were doing was crazy, and I'm sure their parents thought what they were doing was crazy, and so on and so forth. I think so you just gotta. I think in the state of Florida, <clears throat> I'm going to put a proposal. We have to outlaw those stupid golf outfits. <laughs> All the old people are going to have to stop wearing their ugly golf outfits. Uh, you know what? I saw the craziest golf pants when we were in Jacksonville. What tournament was going on then? Oh, uh, there was a big tournament up in Jacksonville at the time. Dude had like neon pink checkered pants with a bright white <laughs> oh, belt. Oh, where were we when we saw that? At Pose. Oh, yeah, we were at that bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a cool place. If you ever Crazy get in Jacksonville, there's a place on. called Pose, and it's a really cool bar. But when you go in the bathroom, and I didn't know what the place was named after until I went in the bathroom. The wallpaper in the bathroom is um, all pages out of Edgar Allan Poe's books. The whole entire walls, all the way around, are just the pages out of the the books, all plastered on the wall. It was really neat. neat. Was Uh, sorry, I got derailed there. All right, Dave, you said you had more. Oh yeah, I got a shitload more. Did you know that this within the past week, uh, somebody in where was it? State begins Wisconsin uh, was was being tried. For uh, trading bitcoins? No, 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 no. Milk, raw milk. Oh, this again? Yeah, the, 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 this this whole raw milk bat- battle, this whole battle to eat what we want, and that ties us into the GMO marches that went on today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this has been going on. You have the uh, the what's it? The raw milk mothers or the uh, what do they call themselves? Up raw, in Pennsylvania. I think it's raw milk raiders. Raw, yeah, that's it. The raw milk raiders. And what they do is they intentionally go across state lines, buy raw milk, and then bring it back in. Um, and that, I, I believe they're up in Pennsylvania is where yeah. they started. Right. But but see, that's going across state lines, and that's how the, the government gets involved. This guy, they actually went after the farm. He's the guy who owns, who owns the farm, and he just had a collective of people that he knew and that he would, he would trade with them or sell to them uh, extra stuff. You know, if they had too much milk, he sold it to to his neighbors or the people that are in his group. Right. And right. because he's not a, a dairy plant, because he's not selling it on the open market, he's just you know selling it to his friends. Um, 
they went after him, and and he was found not guilty on three out of four. Oh, good. good. Well, what did he get found guilty on? He was found guilty of violating a holding order. Now, what that means, I don't know. Because um, what, all- what I was going to say about this is um, he did it wrong. He he sold the final product to friends. The way you do that and to stay out of trouble, the best way to do it is you grab your group of friends in, and then they contribute to the cost of raising and caring for the animal. And wait they don't minute, pay wait, you wait, for wait, the milk. So you 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 think that they just just to stay out of trouble, he should do it this way? Just See, approach this, it differently. I'm, I'm not saying they, they, because no, no. he they knows need, no. they need to eliminate the law. It's a stupid law, and they shouldn't exactly. be doing it. So, period. But in the a, meantime, how, no, no, this is how it comes to light. This guy went to you know court to uh you know to push the push back and to show what go what, what's going on. If he if he just cowered down and did things to you know got under the radar, yeah. nobody would ever know this. And they would just keep creating laws until you can't do anything. Point proven. Uh, I mean, you're right, but still, but he's that's a what victim Adam of did. his own right. circumstance. So, you know, what's the best way to acclimate oneself to that whilst, you know, fighting the good fight? I mean, you, you unfortunately, Ponders. none of us have control over other people. So then we have to... 10, wait, 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 what did you just say? Did you just say? She said, "Unfortunately, none of us have control of other people." Yeah, I I think she meant that in a way that was okay, like not saying "unfortunately," you know, like we need to have it. I think she was saying, "Unfortunately, we don't have it." Like you know, we can't control other people. That's not what. Oh, I kind of want to, but that's the difference between you can control your child. I mean, that's about all you have control of, and maybe (sighs) me a little bit. Oh, she wants to control other people. Oh yeah, are you? You're a statist. Statist. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, on the Drudge I Report, I, and and a lot of the show tonight's going to be based off the Drudge Report because I've kind of just have that, and I have some articles from Raz Radio I want to talk about. But I was just scanning through the Drudge Report, and on the Drudge Report, Billy Joel: Depression caused by nine eleven, not alcohol, caused my car accidents. So now Billy what? Joel. Billy Joel has blamed three highly publicized car accidents on depression brought on by the September 11 terror, terror attacks on his home city of New York, oh, rather God. than his well-known problem with alcohol. <laughs> the pop star That's went into rehab. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. That is kind of stupid. Why would you even read that? Because to, to prove the point that people will use 9-11 for whatever they want to use it for. I lived in Long Island when he okay. was doing when he was crashing into shit all the time. It was like one <laughs> one year that he like, had two or three accidents, you know. And within you know, like twenty minutes or thirty minutes away from where I lived, I'm like, God damn it, this guy. And and I, what what got me was like, you know, Billy Joel is a Long Island legend, you know, and he had a series of crashes uh, in a short amount of time, which all involved alcohol, right? But he still was able to get into a car and drive again because the cops were probably like, ah, all right, Mister Joel. Uh, we'll let you go this time. Right, right. And then he crashes into a tree, into a tree in Sagaponak or whatever the fuck, uh, Sag Harbor. That's where it was. And I'm running the main street. And, uh, I'm like, you know, this guy's gotta be taken off the road. I'm not the one for, you know, I, 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 I'm against DUI laws because you're not doing anything. It's a thought crime because you know, I don't know about you, uh, but I, you know, I've driven a tremendous amount while drunk and I never crashed except for that one time. <laughs> but you didn't hurt anybody other than yourself. Well, see, that's the thing is I learned, it was at that point where I realized, I learned that, you know, uh, I drank far too much and I, you know, 
A couple beers here and there. They're, they're trying to they're trying to cut the current uh, down to point six or something, isn't it? They're oh trying no, to go in to... half. I think it was going to oh four. Oh, uh, dude, I'd be in jail constantly. I mean, I could drink a beer and I'll blow an eight automatically. Jesus, you could you could sniff fucking thing of rubbing alcohol and, and <laughs> get it charge yeah. for it. So here's some of so, his quotes, and and the only reason I'm pointing this out is because it, it anybody who who was affected really affected by nine nine eleven lost a father or a child or a mother, or an uncle, or a cousin, or whatever, they should be completely enraged by this. Because, first of all, we all know, I believe 9-11 was, you know, an orchestrated event. You know, I don't believe what the government tells us about 9-11. But why should should people be able to use the, the excuse of, here's some quotes from Billy Joel. I was kind of in a mental fog, and it had nothing to do with the booze, he told the New York Times. My depression wasn't right. My mind wasn't right. I wasn't focused. I went into a deep, deep depression after 9-11. 9-11 just knocked the wind out of me, and I don't even know, I don't even, I don't know even now if I've ever recovered from it. It really, really hurt. That man, really, really hurt that man could do that to a man. So, 12 years later, he's trying to... And, and, and five cars. Yeah, I, I mean... I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, wait, wait. The last quote I didn't read, but now here we go. And then there was a breakup with somebody, and it took me a while to get back on my feet. I used booze as medication. Well, that I can understand. Oh, yeah. I ha- have definitely used alcohol as a medication. Yes, um, I think we all have by far. And, Hell, and- look, li- listen to Friday, Thursday night show when I finally decide to post that drunken mess I did. <laughs> If anybody was listening Thursday night, you know I used alcohol as a medication. <laughs> right. You were pissed at one point and then happy a uh, couple hours later. <laughs> Falling down a couple hours later and uh, apparently doing yeah. other crazy and good things. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. That's what you're going to call it. Move on. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> Real nice. All right, Dave, what's your next one? Let's see. I did. Uh, we did that. Oh, why don't you pick on Sheriff Joe for a little bit? I know you uh, sent me a message on Sheriff Joe Arpaia. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's it's been stated that you know he's uh, doing unconstitutional things, which what? is what I've been saying for a long time. I couldn't imagine that. No freaking way. No freaking way. Right. He and wouldn't do you know, that. Name of the show is First Fifty Two. You're all about Constitution, but yet one of the guys you like. Is openly pissing on the Constitution. Now he's not my hero, first of all, because you he seem makes to a great amount of assumptions. You, you seem here. to think, yeah, he does make a great amount of assumptions. You seem to think I love this guy. No, I supported him when he was going up against Obama and trying to, to uh, you know, prove that his birth certificate was not real, which he did, and it just went away. But that's okay. Mm. That's all I was support was supporting him about. So I don't believe in the way he handles a lot of other things. Now, do I believe in the way he handles prisoners that have been actually convicted and charged? You know, hey, you're going to do a crime. Why shouldn't you wear pink underwear? I got no problem with that. <laughs> you know, they don't stay. They're they're all outside. That's okay. I suppose you know that most of the why should they live better than me or you or you, anybody else? Do you know that most of the prison population or a good percentage of the pr- prison population is nonviolent drug users? Then we should right? change our laws to make sure that uh, uh, the people uh, don't belong there aren't there. 
Right, but since until then, it's okay to uh, you know make people like because it could happen to you, Sean. If you lived in Arizona, you could possibly be one of those guys wearing pink underwear. Actually, he makes them pay for underwear, gives them shit food, and makes them stay outside in 110 degree heat. Now, if it was um, nothing, which but I think it's that's that's borderline fucking torture. All right, you can't do that to to uh, prisoners of war, but yet you could do it to the people of the United States. Are you fucking kidding me? You're cool with that? Hey, man, I was in the military. I I've dealt with worse. You know, I, if right. you're going to do if you're going to do a violent crime, if you're going to do a rape, a murder, a robbery, something that has a victim. And now again, I agree with you on the drug part. But if you're a violent person and you're hurt out there hurting people, I don't believe you deserve any more than the basics. You know, if you have to live out in a tent and work your ass off every day because you you raped my sister or my cousin or something, then it's yeah. inhumane. You, you, you so, is be, you, you, so is rape. So is rape. Right. All right. So an eye for an eye. Why not? I might not be religious, but an I believe you deserve eye what you makes get. The whole world blind. <laughs> I saw that As coming says, a mile away. In his worst Martin Luther King impression. Hey, listen, um, man. If you're going to human nature, if you're going to do a crime, I'm sorry. If you're going to do a revenge. crime, and you're going to hurt somebody. You don't deserve to live comfortably. If if I, 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 wait a minute, have you been? To jail? No, fuck no. Right. I have no um, intention uh, on planning on the, it. The two hours I was in jail, I could tell you there's nothing nothing comfortable about it. Well, right? it's not supposed to be Just, comfortable, Dave. It's called jail right. for a reason. When I was in there, and this is before I was all about this you know, freedom shit, I just remember sitting there thinking to myself, wow, my freedom is gone. You know, I can't do shit. I can't leave this room. You know, and it was, it was, you know, low security. It was, there wasn't, you know, it was a door to a big giant room where they had, you know, bathrooms off to the side and, you know, there was phones in there and shit. And, uh, there was no, there was no, uh, gates or, 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 you know, cell walls, what do you call it? Bars. bars. There was no, right. We were just in this big room that was locked. And, um, it's, it's no fun. So, if, <laughs> all right. So if a guy, com- if a guy, you know, uh, commits a, a heinous crime, you know, you could put him in, you know, you could be a little bit humane, right? Because if you're going to be humane to, you know, the pot smokers, you should be humane to the other ones. Right? You, they are they are going to they are going to be there for 20, 30 years. And, my, and I would rather I would rather make a murderer comfortable so that the 50 pot smokers are also comfortable because it's, you know, oh, I'd rather make a murderer for, dead, first of all. Well, there, there there's a process for that. And that probably is that the, that person's probably going through that process. All right. What are but, your feelings on the death penalty? I don't think the state should decide. Wait, and the it, state's it, it not turns, deciding. It, First of all, the it state the, it should be up to the to the jury because every death penalty case goes to a jury. No. No. Uh, no. That's not. That's not true. Okay, explain. You can't just say no and not, you know, explain what you're saying. All right. In this state, um, the prosecutor goes for the death penalty, right, and tries the case such as Casey Anthony tries the case as a death penalty case. So if they're conv- if if the person is convicted, then they go to the then it's a death penalty. And so who decides the ed- if they're convicted? Uh, hold on. All right. So the jury decides if they're guilty or not the prosecutor decides if they're going for the death penalty. 
now this 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 bitch I forget which she's been on the news for I don't know what the last four months. She was just convicted. That that chick that's supposed to be pretty that killed her man. I don't know. I don't oh know yeah yeah yeah. Know. I know which I one just, you're talking about. They talk about it all in the Shannon Burke Jody show. Jody something time. or other. Yeah whatever. yeah. Where they had the sex tape of of them. Whatever. Yeah yeah. Um, you know the one. Uh, she was just convicted, right? Mm-hmm. And now there, now it's the sen- sentencing phase, which the jury is a part of, and they just had a hung jury because they couldn't decide whether to go to death penalty or not. So in each state, it's a different process. All right, it's not the same thing in every state, and whatever it happens to be, it's the government that you know is affecting the punishment. All right, and I, and and again, I'd rather let one guilty person go than kill. 50 innocent people. And we know this for a fact that innocent people have been killed. Oh, yes, absolutely. All right? Yep. I so the uh, risk is not worth the reward. And how many and, and will he, we never know about that were what was that? Killed? What was that film that Kevin Spacey did kind of on that whole death penalty thing? Do you, oh, do you recall that? With ah. Samuel Jackson, right? Yeah. It, mm. I, I know the movie. I've never seen it. Oh, man. It's... It's like really great at pointing out that really laying out the whole death penalty experience and how many innocent people are executed. Right. So innocent innocent people, innocent people are executed. It costs more to go through the process of of, uh, executing than it does to house them for the rest of their lives. And, um, you know, it's just it's not worth it. If you really look at the numbers and the risk, it's not worth it. Because let's be honest, jail is supposed to be for rehabilitation, not for revenge, all right? And if somebody's in jail for the rest of their lives, they're in jail for the rest of their lives. You know, all right, they're they're, they're, they're out of society or they're in there raping and killing their own. But um, I just don't believe it anymore. And, and you know, five years ago, I'd have like, you know, burn them and turn them. But that's not the case anymore because I know that, that, that so many people have lost their lives or they've been convicted wrongly. You know, and just, just, you know, that are living in prison right now that have been wrongly convicted. And the one, the, there's, I don't know what, two or three hundred people that have been killed in death row, uh, in death penalty cases that were actually turned out to be innocent. So that's, that's, that's unacceptable to me. Well, the technology we have now, it's easier to, and that's why a lot of people have been released recently. Listen, listen. If you can be proven. You're not going to talk me into it. I'm not trying to talk you into it. I'm showing you my share, my side of the story now. If you can be proven without a doubt, unequivocally, 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 thank you. (laughs) Thanks for the help, honey. You're just sitting there staring at me stutter. No, actually, I had to think about it myself. No, it was really fun to watch. Thanks. (laughs) If you can unequivocally be proven that you murdered somebody, there's witnesses, you killed somebody, you deserve to die. I'm sorry. Unless... That's a self-defense, which if there's witnesses and it can right, be proven so, that uh, you murdered right. that person out of cold blood and hate, you deserve to die. Okay, so if I say to you, all right, Sean, this person raped and killed, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have a uh, signed confession, and it's going to cost $500,000 for him to be incarcerated for the rest of his life, or it's going to cost a million dollars for him to be uh to go through the death penalty process, which will take 20, 25 years. The process needs to be made right. You've been proven. No, there but that's, is that's no the process. Well, that's the process. Again, we're, we're speaking in a, in a fake world where everything is just hunky-dory and perfect. Well, no, I'm just telling you the truth, that it costs more money 
for somebody to go through the process. I just just the other day on the news or on the, on the website that said you know the top twenty five women that are on death row, and I happened to go scrolling through them. And what are you looking for a date? Up, <laughs> most of them are up there for um, over fifteen twenty years. They're on death row for fifteen twenty years. I understand so what you're the, saying. What's I, the point? I understand and what then you're they, saying. They, they keep in that twenty five years. They get to go back to court and they get to clog down the shit. You know, just that's because the process isn't done right. Once right, the you get one appeal. A good process, but it should be. It, the point is, is it should be. There's a reason. No. Hey, let's go back to the old way. You know what? Delusions of delusions you get caught. Let's go back to the Wild West. You get caught doing something wrong, and it's a murder or something like that. You go right on the hanging block. How about that? Go back to the way it should be. I, I'm not. I'm not for uh, um, murdering. It's not, not murdering fun. if it's if it's. I'm sorry. I just. I don't know. We won't agree on this one either. I guess. Kind of like the persistent contrast. That's, that's what I said five minutes ago. You're not going to change my mind. <laughs> All right. Next. <clears throat> I can close this one here. I actually have the uh, the forcible act uh, statute that uh, they tried to get Adam Kokesh on. Forcible and act it, statute. Right. Section 111 of Title 18 punishes anyone who forcibly assists, resists, opposes, impedes, intimidates, or interferes with any person designated in a blah, 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 or formerly served as a person designated blah, blah, blah. In a blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. It was just static numbers. So basically, they had no case because he didn't forcibly do anything. And it's, you know, it's on video on many different cameras. Oh, but he touched a law enforcement officer. He didn't do anything. His hands went right up. No, I, I guess while well, Nathan was saying that he he had the the officer was saying that he tried to stop him from touching from grabbing somebody else. Yeah, but the officer's testimony and his sworn statement were two different things, and that's what the judge picked up on. Well, exactly. That's yeah. Right. So the, so it's obvious the guy was lying. Ooh, we got to get on that. Not that something else I just saw. I want to talk about soon. Um, <clears throat> you posted an article earlier this week. Uh, cops go undercover at high school to bust special need kid for pot. Do you remember this I don't article? Think that was, was that, was that me? Uh, oh no, that was salty. I'm sorry. I thought it was you. You posted something else. I do want to get to that one. So did you see this one? I did. What do you think? I think the cops are so bad at their job that now they got to go after people with developmental disabilities in high school to get a fucking pot bust. I don't even understand how this could could go anywhere because, I mean, he if he's a developmentally dis- challenged child, he's obviously got some you know decision making issues. It doesn't I- matter. He he broke the law, and he, what he broke was you know he hooked somebody up with a, a twenty dollar bag of weed, and now this kid's life is going to be fucking ruined because the cops can't fucking do shit right. They're not out there protecting your property or your life. They're fucking harassing high school kids. That's ridiculous. Your tax dollars pay for that shit. And this would have never happened in a fucking private school. It only ha- this shit only happens in public schools. What? It's 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 fucking it's junior jail. Why do you think is. Mikey's getting homeschooled? As Good we're trying that, so hard to make sure that's what happens. Um, I hope so. He might have to do first and second grade, but you should soon... start a pool company so you're home all the oh, time. Oh, stop at the pool company. Uh, Yeah, so uh, as I'm reading through the article here, in a video segment on ABC News, they say they were thrilled when their son, who has Asperger's and other disabilities and struggled to make friends, appeared to have an instantly made a friend named Daniel. 
he suddenly had this friend who was texting him around the clock, Doug Snodgrass told ABC News. His son had just recently enrolled at the Chaprell High School. Daniel, however, was an undercover cop with the Riverside County Sheriff's Department who hounded the teenager to sell him his prescription medication. When he refused, the undercover cop gave him 20 to buy him weed, and he complied. So first the cop well, was actually, trying... Well, actually, this for, is the way the story goes. Daniel, I just read the article. No, well, there's more to it because there are other articles out there. The initial contact, Daniel wanted him to sell him his uh, prescription medication. Would you listen and, when I read, please? Did you say that? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Daniel, however, was an undercover cop with the Riverside Sheriff's Department who hounded my, the teenager to bad. sell his prescription medication. When he refused, the undercover cop gave him 20 I'm bucks sorry. to buy a bag of weed. Will you forgive me? Yeah, maybe. I'm sorry. Maybe. Oh, my God. There's more to the story. What, what I just read? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen I'm totally to, sober, too. <laughs> see those things around your ear? They're headphones. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's produced sound in your head. Flashback Vietnam. I must have been on a trip or something. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, Dave. All right. So that's what went down there. So they basically set this kid up, reached out, and tried everything they could to arrest this kid. Now, why is that? What I'd like to – here's what I – here's here's some I research wonder, I, I want. Want, I wonder if that cop feels good. I got a big bed, ass burger. Uh, <laughs> as -ber as -burgers. burgers. Not ass burger. You no, said Asperger. Maybe, maybe you better start drinking or something. Good God. <laughs> I wish I had, I, I'm telling you, man. I've, You're I've coming down next me. weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah We're going to get you good and drunk. Four Toad's going to be in store, in, in store, in studio yeah, next I'm, weekend. I'm, I'm, in store. <laughs> I could use it, too. I haven't had a drink in quite in, well, We'll quite get you wrecked. Oh, you're right. meeting a week or so. You know what happens when you arrive here on a Friday and leave on a Sunday, right? I wrecked. do, I do. And there's I boat, do. there's boat time planned in that yeah, mix there. You'll be wrecked. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I have to divvy it up because I can't. You might be drunk have to sleep three Sunday and head back Monday. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to get home for work. I could do right? that. I could do that. You <laughs> could. <laughs> I can go out Monday morning, get everybody coffee. <laughs> Here's yeah, you could actually. Here's my question though on this well. story. Wait, hold on. I want to. I want to get this question out there. Here's the, here's what I'm. Uh, the investigation I want to see or find out. Who is the Snodgrass's father? What is what? Why are they going after this kid like this? What 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 sparked them to try first to get this kid to sell his prescription medication to them, and then gave him the money to go get wheat? They were looking at this kid and going after him for a reason. That was really there, feels like entrapment. Was there majorly. was there rumors of him selling pills to other kid kids? Where does his father work? Where does his mother work? That's an interesting angle, but um, I would tend to believe that the cops are just ineffective and they went for the low-hanging fruit because that's what they always do. Excuse me. I don't know. Wait, hold on. In December, the unnamed senior was arrested along with 21 other students from three schools, all charged with crimes related to two to the two officers. I'm going to have to read this article a little deeper and I'll do some more research on this because it doesn't doesn't make sense to me and there's got to be more to this just the way i look at it and the way i'm seeing it there's got to be more to it anyone well you're the alex jonesian 
Well, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't that, see this article you speak of. Right. It's an interesting <laughs> angle, you know, because it seems to be that, you know. Well, they're, snoo- it, they're snooing them. They're suing them now. Right, right. Let's say, let's say, you know, it turns out that the guy was, you know, about to testify in the latest banking scandal, you know. Yeah, maybe they are fucking with his kid. But, you know, again, I, I, I tend to believe that it was just they went for the low-hanging fruit. I'm like, yeah, go get the retarded kid, you know. <laughs> I'm sure the fucking Damn, cop Dave. sleeps well That's at night. That's just really know? low, though, to me. <laughs> it is. It's the it's it's the lowest thing to do. It, uh, hey, I hey, mean, honey, do you sleep you do? well after that? Right. Hey, <laughs> hey, honey, what did you do today? I arrested a 17 year old retarded kid for selling me twenty dollars worth of fucking <laughs> oh, weed. The world is safe now. Oh. I protected and served. Uh, we just had a we just had a grow house. I am a motherfucking here. badass. Right. <laughs> We just had a faggot. We, oh my god! We just had a grow house here in uh, the town next to us busted. Poor Charlotte, honey. Yeah, I know. Um, it's so silly. I it, mean, it it's is. a goddamn plant. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think the plants weighed like 190 pounds total, or something like that, just after cut down and laid. Um, they had, and they were just dumbasses. I mean, they had the grow house in the living room of the house, and the mailman or something, I forget exactly what it was, smelt it when they came up and that's how the cops ended up going there or something along those lines. And it's just, first of all, if you're going to grow large quantities of weed, use your brain when you do it. You know, don't... Odor control. Yeah. That's the key. Think well, of... Not, not think like of, I would know. Not like I would know. <laughs> okay, you guys. Think mm. of think of a room inside of a room, maybe. That's enough of that. No, 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 no. Carbon no, scrubbers. No, no, no. Negative, no, negative ion generators. Just, you know. There's I can many see, here's ways. The thing. Moving on along. No, moving Wait, no, no. right along. I could talk all I want because I got nothing here. <laughs> well, yeah, neither so, do we. I mean, we're not growing either. I mean, come right, on. Right, so I'm not afraid. The hell? <laughs> Not in this apartment. We wouldn't do that now. You know, we're not going to be doing that ever. We have a child in the house. That's true. All right. You know, I could probably get away with one plant, grow one plant a year, and that's probably enough weed for me because I, I smoke so little. If you're growing a plant, you'll smoke a lot more. Probably not. You know, last night I was on with uh, Dave's, like one of those weird Kevin. out of sorts kind of people. Drunken disorderly. No, it's just- no, no, I, I enjoy being high, so that's why I don't smoke a lot, so that I can retain the the uh, the highness. And last night, I was on the air with him, and I my legs were hurting for some reason, even though I didn't even I didn't even go out yesterday. Um, I was like, all right, so like I don't know, ten or eleven o'clock, I popped a couple of painkillers, you know, some of the the, the opiate based ones that they give me, and um, I got Stop off using that him. crap. I got off with him early, and uh, I. Well, I went to sleep. I went to bed. I don't know, 11, 12 o'clock, whenever the fuck I got off. And I didn't get to sleep. Now, I'll be honest with you. I felt super mellow. I felt great. Cause the, you know, four pill, four of those pills. Oh, it's, oh, it feels so good. Like I'm not high. I'm just mellow. It feels good. Yeah. But you um, know what those pharmaceuticals do to your body, man? Yes, I do. Um, do you know what that beer does to you? Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> touche. You're supposed to say touche. touche. So anyway. I go lay down thinking I'm going to fall asleep, right? You know when I went to, you know when I finally went to sleep? When? Usually pills put me out. 6.15 in the morning. There must have been caffeine in those motherfuckers, right? And I thought to myself when I was, when I, you know, it was like 6, I, the, the sun was coming up and finally I'm like, oh, I could sleep for a little bit. I thought when I woke up at like 8, 9 o'clock, I, I thought, shit, I should have just smoked one hit at 11 o'clock. I'd have been asleep at 11.15 and I'd have woken up at 7 o'clock. 
Instead, I chose to you know to go the legal route, and it fucked me. It always will, man. The legal route no. always fucks you. You'll always get fucked through the drive-thru. <laughs> God damn drive-thru. What movie was that from? Oh, uh, 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 Lethal Weapon. Come on. Lethal yes. Weapon. Yep, yep. Which two. one? First one, second? Two. 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 two What's two. his name? Uh, in the movie or his real name? In, in I can't movie. remember either, actually, so I won't even try to guess. Gets Leo gets. Oh, Leo gets. gets. <laughs> Leo gets what you need. That's right. That's right. What am I removing? That's what I was doing. All right. Uh, ten fifty. Oh, we got to go a little longer. I have good memories of those. Of Actually, what? lethal weapons. Yeah, it was kind of like mine. This is going to sound really weird, but it was. It's like really cool memory for me. But anyways, my grandmother and I had a history of going and seeing those movies when they were released together at the movie theater. All four of them? It was like a big deal, all four of them. Yeah. I do. Lethal Weapon is one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, uh, Mike Judd. <laughs> did you hear about the Mike Judd this week? I did not. Uh, there was a very, very, very interesting interview of Mike Judd done by Alex Jones. And oh, Mike, I, I actually... I, was it this week? I thought it was... Week before, well, it's, I, it was I, done a couple weeks ago, but they just really released the whole thing. Um, I did hear that he went on, but I, I heard nothing else. It was good. It was uh, thirty about 30 minutes or so. Uh, it was a lot of Mike Judd's history of um, how he got into what he does. Uh, and then they got into how Alex Jones actually inf- influenced some of the characters. Obviously, um, the crazy conspiracy guy. What's his name? Um, the pest control guy. Um, uh, what on on the on, on the show cartoon? Yeah, because well, you know Mike Judd has done a, a few shows. I'm talking um um. Yeah, uh, I don't watch that show. Why can't I think of the name, Honey? Uh, on what show? What's that cartoon? I can't think of the name right now. With the uh, the propane guy. Oh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. The 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 neighbor on King of the Hill. The pest control guy. He's the conspiracy guy. Mm-hmm. He was actually influenced by Alex Jones, as well nice. as as well as the voice of uh, what's his face, the father, the main character. So it was a good interview. Awesome. If if you want to check out the interview, I would definitely suggest it. It was uh, very well done. It, there was well, there's got, Hank Hill, and then I think the pest con- control guys, Dan. Or Dan, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Dale, 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 Dale. It's Dale, uh, not Dan. Uh, Dale, Dale. I All found. Right. I got. I got to. I got to share this with you. I'm flipping through my start page, and on a headline on FARC.com, FARC, F-A-R-K, it says New Jersey Transit shuts down train line based on the sighting of a man with armed with a long barrel assault weapon, also known as an umbrella. <laughs> oh, jeez, really? Yeah, I'm telling you, man, this country is nothing but a bunch of fucking pussies. It really is. Oh, in the third hour, Dave, remind me, uh, we have to talk about deaths recently. Deaths. Deaths. Okay. Uh, FBI agents, SEAL team people, uh, people attached to the bomber investigation. There's been a lot of mysterious deaths over the past couple months. I think it's something that needs to be looked into. All right. So the third hour is going to become the Alex Jones hour. Oh, you don't see these these mysterious deaths going on? Two SEALs or two FBI agents fall out of a helicopter. Both were in charge of the investigation in uh, Boston. That's not. A, I, I yeah. It, I need. I think they were they weren't in charge. I think they were involved. Involved in and the investigation. I, I think so many FBI agents were involved that you know 
if one of them tripped and fell and smashed his head and died, it, it's it's a probable a statistical likelihood that somebody's going to die that's involved in that investigation. So now, two at the same time. Two at the I same time. Well, they were on a training mission and they and things got fucked up. Now I'm not saying you're wrong. I am definitely not saying you're wrong because. Uh, you know, in the beginning, I think we were both on the same page when we thought the Boston bombings were just the Boston bombings. But as time goes on, we start to see shit and like, oh, that doesn't smell right. Yeah, none of you it know? smells right. Right. Well, I, yeah. In the first the first couple of days, we were like, no, that is what it is. And then, you know, you went first and I went right after you. I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Well, I was you know? trying to be careful. I didn't want to jump on the false flag. Ter- That's like the, the Oklahoma City uh, tornado. Now, everybody expected me to jump right on the, the geoengineering persistent contrail. Uh, and you guys aren't going to win this bet tonight, so I'm going to continue to say persistent contrail and not the other word. Um, you know, everybody thought, <laughs> I was, everybody thought I was going to jump right on that bandwagon, and I didn't. But, well, and, here's the thing. and I know you disagree with me on this, but after everything happened and after I got to look into it a little bit, um, there are readings that you can get and there are maps that are put out that show the activity where you can see the harp activity and it was all focused right in that area. So maybe there right, was something to I it. Can't, I can't make up a harp activity. Uh, really? How do you, Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I thought for sure you would jump on it from day one saying this is, you know, harp drove this over there and blah, 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 because, because of the IRS and the AP scandal and all the shit, you know, they're like, Oh, we got to do something to make people forget. No, I, I, I don't think that's the reasoning. I really honestly believe that it's not done on purpose most of the time. I do believe there are times that they do do things on purpose. But when they when these things happen, I believe it's more of their testing. They're, they're running their normal just tests and they're going, oh, look at this. Look what we just did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny when when something happens you, you and the government says, no, no, that's not the way it is. You're like you demand to see video. You demand proof. But somebody puts up a graphic that says that there's harp activity over here. You you totally buy it. What's the proof? How do you measure harp activity? Where are the sensors? How do you get this? It's just basic satellites that are out there that show this. It's not necessarily basic showing harp act- activity. And I'm not the investigator, so I can't answer that. But right. I see more than but you one. Believe it. But but if the government says one thing and you you, see, you don't believe it and you you want proof proof proof, but this, this you know Joe's blog spot you know uh, harp activity. Um, you buy. Well, because the person I get it from, I trust. I've been following for years, ever since I started investigating persistent contrails and, and harp. And he's been right many a times and he's predicted a lot of things. You, you know, you are on the money when it comes to not saying that word. <laughs> I got to applaud you, man. I'm trying very hard. Let me tell you. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, we got a lot of more, a lot of, a lot of more, a lot more things to talk about. Uh, and hey, 941-421-0401. I understand it's a holiday weekend, but come on, guys, give us a little. Nobody's tweeting. Nobody's listening tonight. I no, there's there, there's some listeners, but not many. But that's okay. Uh-huh. It's a holiday weekend. They got to get she, their grill on. Even uh, bitch tits isn't even busting my balls. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we'll be back. They get controlled and pigeonholed by the very same opposition. 
position. I can't believe you ain't canceling your subscription. You fell victim to the fraudulent two-party system. They both owned by the offshore banks. If you don't get on board with that, you walk the place. Point blank. They neutering the men, giving them estrogen. It's Nazi Germany on crack, steroids, and mescaline. They're pirates operating under a different law. Maritime admiralty shit, brother, is getting raw. School children getting put up against the wall. My man, the jury vaccines, which show them things against the law. the Republic. 
Tuscan from the intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. Like we're living 
coming to you today from Dublin, Ireland. The Pentagon has spent millions of dollars on research into drugs that will erase memories. That's right, a forgetting pill. Science magazines have been reporting on it for a few years now, and the military is thirsty for something that will allow us to kill indiscriminately and then go on living a normal life. Because let's be honest, there's nothing worse than the after-effects of war interrupting your morning cup of joe and maybe a little bit of honeydew melon. I want to be able to shock an awesome shit back to the Stone Age during the day and still go home to a cold beer and a game of pool. I do appreciate that many soldiers have PTSD and need relief from that, and I want them to get relief, but the military is pushing this because it's yet another way to remove ourselves from the horrors of war. War should be a last resort rather than the first resort it has become for us. And seeing as our military engagement never ends, that doesn't even count as a resort at all. Resorting to something implies you were doing something else first. If you're just always doing it, you're not bloody resorting to it. We're not resorting to war any more than I'm resorting to having brown hair or I'm resorting to not caring what your baby did the other day. I've always not cared. Once these drugs are perfected and can truly erase memories, it will make these battles we fight all the more immoral. If you know you're not going to have to live with what you do, then fear of doing horrible things will decrease even more than it already has with drones. Don't get me wrong, there are things these drugs could be used for other than to make killing easier. Such as if you, through no fault of your own, were subjected to... I'm sorry, it's hard for me to, to talk about it, but we're subjected to anything on MTV between 1998 and present day. That would be a good use for a memory-erasing drug. Or if you had witnessed a horrible car accident, but mainly for MTV. But using memory erasure to allow for more facile killing is kind of horrific. It's bringing our military that much closer to being essentially robotic humans. Sure, they were once real people, but they've been trained to kill. They've been filled with propaganda. They've been told they cannot stand up or speak out or they'll be court-martialed worse than Bradley Manning on a Tuesday. And soon, we'll have drugs that allow them to erase the experience all together. How absurd is that? You go in, destroy lives, get out, forget it all ever happened, just like Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher did. It seems our corporatized government will spend any amount of time and money on better ways to kill, but essentially no time or money on better ways to help the world, better ways to feed nations, rescue kids, or protect the environment. That has to come from individual inventors and entrepreneurs, like the Nigerian teenage girls who came up with a urine-powered generator. 
I'm not kidding. You will soon be able to piss your lights on or perhaps even piss your way to work. It's about fucking time. I've been trying to do this for years, but having roughly zero scientific knowledge, my experiments consisted entirely of urinating on things I wanted to work. I, I, I destroyed many a laptop that way, but I told myself it was in pursuit of a better world. The reason those type of things have to come from individuals is because our government and military don't want to be seen putting money behind helping people. What would the rest of the world think? We'd be a laughing stock. That's been your moment of clarity coming to you today from Dublin, Ireland. Links to the articles I've mentioned are in the description. Let me know what you think by leaving a comment. Is erasing specific memories of soldiers a good thing? Or a horrible thing. And thanks a lot. Alright guys, here we go. Third hour of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. I appreciate you sticking in there. I hope you guys have been having fun. I hope you learned something. You know, we do things a little unorthodox. You know, we're not quite normal. But that's okay. It's always better to do things differently. What Lee just said is interesting. What happens if you don't remember what you did the day before? What happens if uh, it never happened? Now, he said, you know, maybe there might be a time for it. You know, maybe a severe car accident. Maybe, uh, you know, something like that. But I, I don't even agree with that. There's never a time you should mess with the human brain in that matter. That, you know, that car accident taught you a lesson or gave you character. You know, maybe it... You look at me like I'm crazy, honey. I'm serious. Everything that happens to us in life, everything that happens to us in life, makes us what we are. So you shouldn't have to forget that. If your mind doesn't want you to remember that, it will not make you remember that. And a lot of people will tell you that, that have been through traumatic incidences. All they remember is waking up. They don't remember any of that incident. It's because the human brain is so strong that it knows what you really can handle and can't handle. And it will it will make sure you're okay. It will help you get through it. You just have to let the human body do what the human body does. But we want to fuck with it all the time. We want to put chemicals in it all the time. That, it, that goes down to beer. That goes down to weed. It goes down to everything. But some of these chemicals are a lot more dangerous. And we don't really know what these pharmaceuticals, what these pharmaceutical companies are doing, what they're planning, what they're reasoning behind, what they're what they do is. So that's why we can't trust them. We can't. We just can't. It's unfortunate because they they're trying so hard to do good stuff, but we can't trust them. Well, anybody? <laughs> Where's the crickets? <laughs> well, I don't know if you were. Hey, lower the other computer. You're good. You know, uh, Frederick Nietzsche said that what does not kill you serves to make you stronger, which or what, what is this? What does not kill me makes me stronger. Um, that's one thing I wanted to say. And that's I, I actually kind of believe that, you know, because having survived a few things that I should have been dead definitely made me stronger and wiser. And now, smarter. did that come to your head while you were listening or did it come to your head when I said it? Like, did you get the same feeling as you were listening to that? What the the. Uh, What's his name? What he, what he was saying? What Lee Camp was saying? Yeah, when he no, when actually, th- something else came to my mind when when he was saying that. And you know, I discovered this the, the, these small independent movies called Future States, right? Mm-hmm. 
um, and I shared it, I don't know, six, eight months ago. One of them called Gunny. If you go to futurestates.tv, I think it's the third ser- third year, um, season three, look for Gunny. It is the exact same thing. It's these people that have come home from the military. And remember, this is future state. So this is, this is you know, these are short uh, vignettes. Like 30 minutes or, or 15 minutes Not or something. Not even 15 minutes, yeah. Um, and it's exactly that. It's, they've taken medication to make them forget of the things that they've done. And, you know, so here is a kind of like something, you know, where, where somebody put this movie together thinking it might be real, and it turns out, it's actually real. Well, now here's a thought for you, and this just came to me. Now they're saying they're they're coming out with this pill. They're they're telling us, and and anybody that that's into this stuff that we're into, we all know, ten, fifteen, twenty years prior to, maybe even longer, they've had this technology or they've been working on this this drug or whatever. So, MK Ultra, you know, a lot of the MK Ultra people that that come out and say they were MK Ultra, um, there's a, a video out that I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I haven't got to watch it yet, um, but um, uh, Bob Tuscan interviewed two people that claimed to be MK Ultra people, and they talked about how they went to hypnotists to bring these memories back. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't really got to watch the whole thing yet, and it's really going to be worth watching, and I want to watch it. Um, so are they just releasing this now into public knowledge and the, the, you know, the drugs they used in MK Ultra? So that that would make me question even more of... They're going to put these people on this drug. How do we know that it's not actually going to put them into the MK Ultra state, where they can be controlled whenever wanted to be? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. You know, when the government comes up to try to fuck with your mind, nothing good's going to come from it. No, never, never, never. never. It's 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 so that it cuts down on the suicide rates of the uh, active and uh, un- inactive military, right? And what that does is that because. Because that's the one thing that's going to make people say, "Hey, fuck, we don't we don't want to be in war anymore." Because too many people are killing themselves because of what you're you're doing. So what they're doing is they're removing the the remembrance of what you did, so you don't kill right. yourself. Exactly. They're basically building. They're protecting their investment. They're building a drone army. They're protecting their investment. Also, think of it that way. It's every corporate. Yes, it is. How much money does the government put to train every soldier? The government doesn't make. The government doesn't make any money. It's our investment. It's our money. Well, the point, you, the point being, I'm sure you get what I'm saying. Now, the other thought that came to my mind when I was listening to that was he talked about people being kind of like a drone. Well, we also know that they've developed these walking robots, and they're really close. Uh, was it the owner of Google? Uh, I think it was him, if I'm not mistaken, came out saying how very soon you won't be able to tell the difference between... Um, robots and and human beings you won't be able to tell the difference and and they will start coming to life almost and getting a a personality getting a i can't think of the word exactly um cyborg no 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 Uh, it'll come to me later i'm sure but this is the all different things we have to uh to concern ourselves with you know it's it's uh it's a lot of things to question man i I, that's why i don't use pharmaceuticals at all man because you never know you know, when when companies and and business, you know, Cynthia put a put a post up today about Monsanto and these marches going on, and she said, you know, it, it shouldn't be against Monsanto; it should be against the government being bought by Monsanto or something along those lines. 
um, and how the FDA and the government's allowing Monsanto. So why are we protesting Monsanto? We should be protesting the FDA. Makes sense to a degree. Yeah. But the problem is we live in a fascist country anymore where Monsanto is the government. You know? Well, not really. It's the government only. The, this is why I'm an anarchist because the government only gives power to the companies. All right, without hey, snap, snap. I'm I'm talking here, Sean. Pay attention to me. I'm I'm trying to. I'm just making sure my <laughs> wife is alive over there. She's having a good time. Continue. Go ahead. I'm is listening. She, I'm no. I'm looking at her. I'm like, wow, she's uh, totally zoned out, isn't she? Yeah, she's all right. Go ahead. Can she hear me? Yeah, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, she had that nosebleed earlier, so I was just making sure she was all right. I, I just was hoping right. you'd keep talking. I was trying to get her attention. I'm really sorry, and it's it's not due to either one of you, but I've got like a now I've got like a kind of it feels very much like a migraine coming on. <laughs> <laughs> are you relax, honey? Relax. Go ahead, Dave. Take some of nature's medicine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, smoke a joint or something. <laughs> Continue. Uh, actually, mushrooms are good for migraine headaches. As for well. migraines, if you take them in small doses and not get trippy. No, if well, <clears throat> I I watched a special. This is before I started fucking mushrooms. A guy um, at once a month goes and medicates and spends you know half the day in in his bedroom and that makes that he's good for like a whole month. He doesn't get any headaches. Well, that's good then. All right, go yeah. ahead. Continue on. What was I saying? I don't remember. I was Me trying either. to make sure she was okay. <laughs> On to the next. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Um, let's see here. What's, what did I want to go to next? I got so many. I, I finally found some a bunch of good articles. Uh, let's go to yours because I was holding off until we got into this hour to talk about this. Four Americans killed since 2009 in drone strikes, Holder says. Oh, that's what I was looking for. Dave? Yeah, that's fucked up. I I thought there were th- three, and there was two that I knew of, and I knew there was a third. But there's actually four right. United States citizens that the government has killed without due process. Right, and and it's even scarier that they're acknowledging it, that they're admitting that they've done this. Yes, yes, we've yeah. done this. They're flaunting it. Yeah, uh, uh, but and, then and, and and they're getting the masses to to cheer them. Yes, thank you for saving us. But then this Meanwhile, week. This week, yeah. Obama comes out and says, oh, you know what? We're going to ease back on the drone program. We're not going to do as much that we've been doing. Um, is it because they've killed everybody they really needed to? No. That's bullshit. If you believe him, then I have a bridge to sell you that's in Brooklyn. <laughs> There's a lot of bridges in Brooklyn. I mean, that really could be true. They're all for sale. Oh, they're all for sale? Um, I don't know which one I want, but I'll get back to you on that, okay? <laughs> so as the story goes, the Obama administration acknowledged for the first time Wednesday that four American citizens have been killed in drone strikes since the 2009 oh, since since 2009 in Pakistan and Yemen. Yemen. All right. So wait a second. Pakistan and Yemen. When did we start mm-hmm. wars there? So now we're drone striking in countries we don't even belong in. Be, to continue with that one, that's not very good, is it? I just saw like a, a 15 minute. YouTube video about living in under drone strikes, and it's about a section in Pakistan that kids won't even come out of the house. Right, people won't come out of the house. You know, mothers, daughters, sons, uncles, everybody's dying. You know, and they are not part of any operation whatsoever. They're not terrorists, and they've already admitted that. You know, ninety percent of the people that die from drone strikes 
are innocent people. But yeah. yet they continue to do it. And, and what really fucking bothers me is the double tap. And every time I, every time somebody talks about it. And Where did I hear it, that this week? What show did I hear that on? I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's a drone strike will come in, strike, and then the first responders will come in, doctors and rescue. And then, boom, they send in another strike. That is so fucking evil. And I, if, if it was some other government doing it, the people of this country would be up in arms. If Russia was doing it, you know, 25 years ago, people would be like, invade Russia, you know, humanitarian, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But since we're the ones doing it, everybody just, like, they get a pass. And it's an illegal war. Um, and, <sighs> and we wonder and we question. You know, everybody says, oh, the Arabs hate us because of our freedom, because of how we live. No, they didn't know anything about us until we decided to attack them. You know, right. and that's the scary part is, they don't. They hate us because we've been killing them for thirty years, forty years. No, since the fifties. Yeah, fifty-five, fifty-six. Yeah, fifty-three is when we started with in Iran. Fifty-three, fifty-four. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's why they hate us. It's not for any other reason. And and again, you know, I've said this before. Ninety-something percent of of people in Afghanistan didn't even know about nine eleven when we started invading their country. They didn't even know. They they were like, "Oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about?" You know, it's just <laughs> it's crazy the way we operate. So back to the story here <clears throat> in Yemen. Uh, the disclosure to Congress comes on the eve of a major national security speech by President Barack Obama. So he this came out right before he gave that speech about not running drones anymore. Uh, in, con- in conducting U.S. counterterrorism operations against Al Qaeda in its associated and its associated forces, the government has targeted and killed one American citizen, Anmar Anmar Alalaki, and is aware of the killing by U.S. drones of three others. Attorney General Eric Holder said in letters to Senator, Sen- Senate Judiciary Committee. And let's not forget that one of those four people that the were killed, one of those boy. Sixteen-year-old boy, and that's be- and and their excuse was he should have had a better father. Oh, let's see if they say that here. Let's hear. Mr. Uh, Al-Laki, a ra- radical Muslim cleric, was killed in a drone strike in September 2011 in Yemen. Holder said three other Americans were killed by drones uh, in counterterrorism operations in 2009, but were not targeted. <laughs> they were killed, but not targeted. The three are Shamir Kaha, who was killed in the same drone strike as An- Al-Alaki. Al-Alaki's 16-year-old son, so they do talk about that, a native to Denver. So a 16-year-old boy from Denver. Uh, he was also killed two weeks later. Yeah, two weeks later. Why did they target this kid two weeks later? I can understand. I could- almost buy it if the kid was in the same car right be like oops we fucked up but they targeted the kid two separately weeks later. yep yep yeah. it's amazing how this, the government of this country is pure evil and if you fucking can't see it you are blind i think a lot of people are starting to see it dave i really do believe that deep down inside i, I just I, I think you have Cognitive dissonance. I think you want people to think that way, but the people don't. They will not blame themselves. More and more, though, I talk to people. You know, get out here. Here, do me a favor. All right, this week, get out of your house. You don't have to spend any money. Just get out of your house. Go walk around or 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 do something, and just start talking to people. You know, I go out and I talk to a new person almost every day. You know, I go up and have a beer or two after work at the bar, and 
some new person comes in, I end up talking to them. And we get on political talk, which you're not supposed to do at bars, but we do. And most of the time, they, I don't talk about 9-11. I don't talk about things like that. I just talk about the government and what's going on and what we're seeing. And they a lot of times come into agreements. Even sometimes I find out that they do believe in you know 9-11 being really messed up and not right and want to learn more. And then we get in more discussion. You know, and that's what you have to do. You have to get out there and just talk to people. And it's healthy for you. You're ignoring me. No, it, it is not. I, talking about this shit is not healthy for me anymore because it, 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 it takes over my psyche. I'd rather just go out, get drunk, and not talk about it. <laughs> it takes over your psyche. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, so uh, you, you have a lot of things going on in your life. You know, you have a family, you have a son, you have a five-year-old, five-year-old, right? Four-year-old? Four and a half. Four and a half year old, incredibly active kid. You have a wife, you have a job. So, you know, 80 hours out of the week, you're really not thinking about stuff like I am. You know, I have 168 hours a week to think about crazy shit. Well, no, I'm, I'm most of the time I'm working. I'm thinking about crazy shit. Cause I'm listening. Remember, I listen to the shows all day. I don't have to talk to people at work. So I'm in right. my own world all day. You know, so I'm a little behind you, but not that much. Um, you know, we got in the conversation with Nathan. <clears throat> Um, about the DHS and about his pictures. Did you see any of those pictures? Because I know I shared them. I did. Okay. Uh, so we saw the white DHS vehicles all lined up, all the officers standing around. Uh, prior to that, May 22nd, I posted an article from The Blaze. Why were DHS agents seemingly monitoring multiple Tea Party IRS protests across the country? And there are many pictures in this article. It's not just hearsay or anything. There's I want to say eight to ten pictures of DHS vehicles. Uh, the, the the greatest one right at the top of the page is a, a dude in a yellow shirt, and he's holding the Don't Tread on Me flag, and he's standing right in front of the DHS vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, why? And this was in Florida, by the way. This was in Maitland. Mm-hmm. You know where Maitland is, right? I do not, but I know, you know, about, I, I saw the About pictures. 45 minutes from you. Okay. Maitland's up uh, right before Orlando. I only know that because I actually took a training class out there once. Um, so here we have the the the, uh, the DHS all over the place, as we talked about. To, well, we didn't talk about, but as people have been talking about for two or three years now, that we're going to start seeing um, a, a version. I mean, that's just a version of the TSA, in my opinion. These yeah, when your son is my son's age, DHS and Border Patrol, the federal police, are going to be everywhere. Nah, we won't let that happen. Or will right, because you'll be you'll be on on the uh, Casa Forto, <laughs> Casa del Forto. All right, we just gotta figure out where we're gonna build that. Portoto. My my mother is bucking me because now you know now I have the disability and I've been waiting for this so that I can get the hell out of here. Right, and she's been she's like I don't want you to go, and I start talking about shit, you know, and I was talking to her today because she went to the GMO rally a thing in Melbourne. Oh, cool, and. Yeah, my mom's become. I thought activist. I saw. I I didn't see that. I, I didn't look at the she picture. She made me take it down. Oh, did she really? Yeah. Uh, she's not. She's not fully there yet, but she's on her way. No, 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 no. No, she's being very. She's been like this her whole life. She she's been telling me to be private my whole life, um, <laughs> or or watch what I do, and she she just doesn't want to be out there. She's like, don't talk about me on the show. Like, <laughs> Sorry, mom. I was like, nobody listens. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Sorry. All right. And, you know, aside from that, you know, she's well-armed, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, thanks um, to you. 
No, thanks to her. You know, I just opened up the door. She went through it. And, you know, and just training. So anyway, what was I talking about? I don't know. You derailed yourself. My, my, I, yeah, I was talking about, oh, yeah. Oh, Fort, El Forto Loco. She does not want me to go. And okay. she's, she is dangling all these characters. Or just, she won't even talk to me about it. I don't want you to go. I'm like, Ma, I got to go. You know, because I, I point out all these things. And I'm like, you know, I, I need to blaze a trail so that at least we have a plan B when the shit hits the fan. And you can come, too. She's like, I don't want to go. Like, You'll be there. You'll want to eventually, possibly. You know, I never thought you'd make me want to go. Right. Well, it's not that I don't want you to go. Again, I want to say the concept of Honduras is now just leaving the country, you know. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 Get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> right, right. You know, I... I you know, I've been saying Honduras for what a year now, right? Over a year. Yeah, over a year. Yeah, and kind of become should... like a we can make a T-shirt out of that, and people will yeah. get it. We'll just put <laughs> right. Honduras on the front of it. Right. <laughs> Come follow me to Honduras <laughs> on the back. Your answer yeah. to everything. Yeah, we'll, we'll put Honduras. I got a perfect. I got a great T-shirt idea. Hold on, ready? On the front, it'll just say Honduras, and on the back, you'll put Raz Radio up by the collar, and then. Uh, follow me there or something on the back, you know? Or 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 or, uh, or Toto Loco. Right, right, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll name the, uh, the 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 compound, and that'll be on the back. There you go. Number for Toto Loco. <laughs> that was uh, Quattro. What was it Quattro? Ah, shit. Quattro. Uh, I don't feel like looking it up. Yeah, you did it last week. Anyway, go, um, so grand, mom doesn't want you to go. She's dangling carrots. And we're yeah. not even talking about it. So right. She, Unfortunately, and and I I've, I've been keeping it quiet because I'm like I know she doesn't want me to go. But um, Casaforto, Agent 66, comes in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for but, them. They better get down here soon, guys. Well, she's coming down soon. Yeah, but no, anyway. I heard this. I think it was so drunk. Now, I was drunk now, you were telling me that it was just them. Or just now, I have to, now I have to keep my mouth shut around my mother because uh, I'm going to go. I'm just not going to tell her. <laughs> what do you say? Uh, Mom, by the way, um, if you need me, here's my new address. Is that how you're going to do it? I cleaned the condo before kind I left. Of, kind No, no, because I already have a, a plan. And um, probably within the next year, I will at least visit for a couple of weeks just to see, because I might be completely wrong. So I got to do some recon. And uh, if I do some Honduras recon. Right. And uh, I probably go dip into Guatemala and then I'll probably go down to Nicaragua. Although I don't want to be on the West Coast. I want to be on the East Coast. That way, if shit hits the fan or something, I could steal a boat and come back to Florida because it's not all that hard. <laughs> he's gonna, now he's stealing boats and stuff, honey. What, what is, what's, what's Dave becoming here? I don't know about that, Dave. Yeah, no boat stealing. Buddy. I said if the shit hits the fan, if I have to get back to the, to the like States, Like if there's a zombie I apocalypse? I mean, what would constitute you stealing a boat, Dave? I'm just federal, trying to envision the, the what you're government? picturing going down right now. <laughs> the federal government shutting down the airline industry or the, or or shutting down the airspace. Which federal which government? Has happened. I'm talking about the United States. Like if I got to go in and do an extraction and go get my kid, I got to go I got to get back in. Gotcha. Oh, so you want to to get your kid out, your mom and everybody out. Right. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. Cuz I can't fly in cuz I don't have a fucking pilot's license, but you know, any moron could drive a boat <laughs> you could fly a plane you don't need a license to fly a plane do you really yeah, but you gotta have you gotta have some level of skill 
Oh, well, practice on the computer That's not for a hard. little bit. I have, right. and I have, and I flying is no problem. Taking off is no problem. Landing, it's the landings. Yeah. Well, you know, Lexi actually did train as a pilot and has stick time. Stick Fabulous. time. Does, yeah, she has stick work? time. <laughs> How does that benefit me? It, not a damn. It's not going to well, do you a damn right. bit of good. It's a good additive to the four local ranch. And though. that was oh over a and, decade ago for me. So and for me to me to take a, a boat from you know Tampa Bay to Honduras, I don't have to you know communicate with anybody. But if I fly a plane, I got to talk to this person, that person, the other person, and they know where you are. Whereas a boat, you know, is completely not completely, but it's. A lot more really private. Kind of, it's yeah. a, technically, it's under the radar. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, by the way, uh, Frank Castle, our buddy there, says, uh, Four-Toed Rambo, you're going on reconnaissance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am certainly no Rambo. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm kidding with you, brother. All right, I got one here. Okay. Um, cops being trained that cell phones could be guns. Have, you, have you heard this what? yet? Yeah, I saw the video. It, it kills me fucking kills me. All right, it's a minute-long video. Let's play the video so everybody else can hear an actual cop doing this. So you'll hear here, honey. As it loads up. Loading. I can see a cop approaching now, so. Walking off. Two of them, one from each side. He's a female cop, too, right? There's two of them. There's a female and a male. Put it in your pocket. I'll be fine. I need to hold on to it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do, sir. No, you don't. May I look into inspect it and make sure it's not a firewall? Firearms? It's recording, as you can see. I need to see your phone. No, it's fine. I need to see she your calls phone. It you're seeing, you're looking right at it. to inspect it as a firearm. Are you not? I'll what a cunt. One time. Dropping the C word. Of, I, pause it. Please pause it. Excuse me? Hold on, we're at the end here. Hold on. Excuse me. So they started getting a little rough with him at the end there. What was that? She wants to inspect it to see if it's not a gun, but yet she calls it a phone. So yeah. though she already knows it's not a fucking gun. She's just being a fucking... <laughs> I don't want to say it again. Yeah, don't say it again. Already, and this was in, uh, oh, yeah, now I get it. This was in Newark. Newark, New Jersey. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that. I, see, I Like I said, you know, my little area here in Florida, cops aren't bad. They don't bother you. They don't care what you do. Yeah, they're pretty good. I don't want to say they don't care, but they're they're not overbearing, at least where we're at. I know in Port Charlotte they're a little worse than they are here. The Sarasota cops suck. Oh, yeah. Sarasota cops suck. Ugh. Horrible. Horrible. And I don't know about I, your guys. Uh, Frank, yes, I was going to say that. <laughs> um, actually, the Tampa cops, um, they're pretty cool. I, uh, you know, despite the fact that I've gotten a shitload of tickets here, um, they could have been worse tickets. Um, you know, I got, I can tell you stories of, what I should have gotten, what I wound up getting. But just recently, when uh, we were at the um, the Manson show, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Ben's outside, you know. Ranting and raving. <laughs> obviously 
drunk in public. No, he, he was not. Because he can't even stand up by himself, right? <laughs> and a cop was hanging out. Now, remember, I'm stone cold sober. So I was able to, like, kind of handle it a little bit. And, uh, you know, a cop didn't bother us at all. As a matter of fact, he let me use him to get Ben to move down back t- towards the back of the venue. Oh, yeah, I remember so you that telling we- that story. Yeah. So the cops here are kind of cool. You know, if the same thing happened in New York, I'm not too sure we would have walked away unscathed. What do you think you know? about uh, the urban beach weekend thing going on this weekend in Miami? And they got like the whole military police force out there. Have you read anything I didn't about even that? Hear- I know. Explain me. It's well. This weekend in in Miami Beach is is called Urban Beach Weekend, and it's you know Memorial Day weekend. They just kind of party, and there there was articles out about how they're bringing out you know all the SWAT teams, the all the hotels have offered cops free rooms to come stay there, um, just all kinds of police state actions going on in Miami Beach. See now, Miami Beach is one of those one of those uh, you know. Police state areas, you know. You had your issues up there, though, during the RNC. Not really. Well, the drills yeah, but, but weren't the, very pleasant. No, but but the actual RNC wasn't bad at all. And when I came up there, knows, when I well, came up on. there to go to DC, a dangerous conversation. I went up there, and there were cops parked all along the bridge on my way there. Yeah, there was a tremendous police presence. I'm not saying that there wasn't, but nothing really bad happened. It was one of the only places where, you know, that's there cool. wasn't a massive demonstration. There wasn't mass arrests. That's you know, because I they was... put the RNC on a fucking island and then couldn't take, you couldn't take boats out there and the protest area was like two no, and a half no, miles there... from the whole thing. No, remember that the, uh, that storm came through here and we, that's, see, that's and nobody the thing was is... here. That's right. Oh, that was right. one of the harp ones that I think was actually done on purpose. No, because you were, well, never mind. Because in the beginning of the week, you were saying it's gonna go, it's gonna go right to the RNC, and then it hit fucking the Panhandle or some shit like that. It yep. just was. All they was did was talk about. Rainy. All they did was talk about how it was going right to Tampa. It scared everybody away. That's all they needed to do, yeah, and they and brought it, it close you enough. Said, you said Harp was gonna was driving into Tampa, and it didn't hit Tampa. Well, all I, the big I, people are there. Oddly enough, you didn't you didn't mention that after the fact, but you probably <laughs> you, you know prognosticated beforehand. You were like, oh, it's going to hit Tampa. Harp's hitting Tampa. Look at the charts and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're such a dick. I know. <laughs> yeah. As long as you know it, you're good. Uh, so, yeah, this 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 stuff with the the video recording. This is a second video. That one's seven minutes long. I'm not going to play that one, obviously. I'm going to have to watch that one, though, so I'll leave this up. It, it, this law enforcement not understanding that you're going to have cameras on us. You're going to have video on us. You're going to have microphones on yourselves. You know, you have to understand that we have the right to record you. And you, sh- if you're afraid of us recording you, then think about what it is you're about to do before you do it. They know what they're going to do. That's why they don't want you to record them. You got to understand, you're thinking that these people are moral. They're not. They know what they're doing, and that's why they don't want you recording them. How do we fix that? Get rid of them. And bring in other ones to do it? Uh, you don't no. think you don't think your volunteer police force or your public police force won't become corrupt corrupt let's let's go back to the way it was you know in the wild west when there were just peace officers and there were not a lot of laws and so that we didn't have the need for cops the only and and if somebody did something to your you know personal property you kind of handled it or you got your buddies together and you handled it you know, or if let's say you caught, let's say somebody stole a cow from you and you caught the guy, then you brought him to the, you know, the sheriff 
Yeah, sure. Let's have a smaller force where we could we you know you could create a jail. You well, know, to who's hold stealing people. cows in New York City though? The concept to get the concept thing, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I get the concept, Dave. Thanks. Um, I know. I I get. I get the basic point of what you're saying, but just like we had the discussion, we have we have decent cops here in Florida. We what? do not. We just had a discussion how we do, and now you're going to say no, we don't. No, they're Did good you, to we, us. Did they're, we not? They're good slave that? drivers. I still i i, I preface i prefaced it, it by saying I've got a shitload of tickets. Who's the victim when I get a ticket? When I'm doing 90 miles an hour over the Howard Franklin Bridge, where's the victim? Who's who? Who am I aggressing against? Who am I fucking up? Nobody. 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 Right. And but that, I've gotten more tickets here than I did in New York, despite the fact that I've gotten pulled over way more times in New York than I did down here. <laughs> I've all, out of all the times. Dave I've is never driving over, us anywhere, honey. No, well, that's why I got that big fucking suburban. It, it doesn't go over the speed limit. <laughs> I haven't gotten a speeding ticket in years because of that thing. Because of the suburban. And that's that's exactly the reason why I bought it because I had a BMW before that. And I don't know, three or four. T- I got arrested in that one too. Um, I got probably six speeding tickets in that car. Jeez. Oddly enough, I- I've been pulled over for speeding in my motorcycle. You know, I had a sport bike, mm-hmm. and I am not afraid to go fast in that thing. Had a sport bike. Um, I've been pulled over. I don't know, three or four times, and I never got a speed. I got I got clocked at 105 miles an hour on the LA in in Long Island, and got away with it. <laughs> Jesus, man. All right. Well, I'm going to stick my own foot in my mouth here um, because Florida cops, F- Florida cops plan to harass gun show attendees. The Tampa Bay Times reports that. Oh, hold on a second. Before you even do that, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I, actually, I do mean to because <laughs> they here. Before you even spit say it out, that, Dave, spit, spit it out. I just read the article. Where the hell is it? I was just about to read it, but you... No, you know. it actually happened in today's gun show in, in oh, did it? County. Oh, yeah. Well, let me read uh, this one first, and then you can break. read it happening. Here it is. Yeah, stricter rules. Gre- All right, go ahead. You, right. you read yours, and I'll read mine. This is from May 23rd, which would have been two days ago. The Tampa Bay Times reports that the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office plans to strictly enforce the enforce a county law mandating background checks for all customers at gun shows and close down private firearm sales between individuals. Working closely with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or Firearms and Explosives. See, I forgot they added the explosives. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Office will conduct a an undercover operation at the Two Guys Gun Show, which I've been to that one down here. We have that locally here too. Uh, over the past, uh, over the past decade, the ATF and the Justice Department claim gun shows are used by gangs and others, including Mexican drug cartels, to illegally peddle firearms used in murders and other criminal activities. Bullshit. Fast and the Furious. Seven counties in Florida have attempted to close the so-called gun show loophole by enacting a law requiring background checks of private sales, gun sales. Uh, we're going to make sure the ordinance is enforced. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gutierrez told the newspaper earlier this week. And the only reason I know this, how to say that name is because of the Bubba show. <laughs> you know, I was actually going to applaud you on, on getting that right. But, uh, yeah. all right, so I'm glad you addressed it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only good reason. Good boy. Why. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I'm glad you're happy now. Nobody had to drink on that a star one. on the gold star in the refrigerator today. <laughs> the last thing in the world that I want to see, and I hope 
everyone uh, and I hope anyone wants to see is a firearm firearm fall into the hands of a person who's prohibited by the law from possessing one. So I bought a gun at a gun show. Um, there's no need to, to deal with the vendors, that's for sure, because I had to go through all the processes, and they have to, because they're all gun salespeople. You know, they're all dealers. Mm-hmm. Person-to-person sales. Um, well. t- right. This law does not stop people from buying. Like, let's say I bought. Let's say you had uh, you were a convicted felon. You couldn't own a, a, a firearm in the state of Florida. You say, you know, we're really good friends. We go back, you know, forty years. And you're like, well, you're only 37. But anyway, you get my point. Um, Dave, I really need a gun. You know, I think somebody's after me. I go to the, I go to the gun store. I go buy my, buy a gun, turn around and sell it to you, person to person. No background check, no nothing. That's a legit sale. Well, if I knew that you were a convicted felon, then it, it the would not be. Falls on, right. But See, that's the part you, the per- you, that's the part you had, you left out of the story. You have to not know it because right. you have a responsibility as a citizen if you're going to sell a firearm. To not sell it to somebody you know is a convicted felon. That's it. Quite you know. honestly, quite honestly, I I am actually pretty good with that shit. I won't sell it. I wouldn't sell it on the open market. I trade. I lose money. I trade and I, I've sold guns before. And I trade them back into the uh, gun store at a loss. But that's that's the way I prefer doing it. You know, I I why take that uh, responsibility? But, right. You know. But on the other side. But I've to be honest with you. I've done it twice already. Where I've I've sold to a private. Well, actually, I've I've given to a private person. I've given my mother two guns already. That's your mother. No paperwork, no nothing. You have I no question it. there, and you shouldn't have to worry about that because right. that's the way it should be. That's like if, if you know, you know me. Right. And you if, know and I don't they, have any felonies, so you should be able to go, okay, you know, Sean wants to buy my nine. I still, would, I still wouldn't. Well, I probably wouldn't. Well, first of all, I, I never I never really sell a gun anyway. I You know, I only traded one in, actually. I traded, I bought a gun for my mother, didn't like it, traded it in, and got her another one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was only about a year and a half ago or so, right? No, it was before I knew you. Didn't you just I had, get her another one? Oh, was that before? I thought that, that was, was recent. That, no, that was the second gun. Oh, okay. The first one, I bought a... I have that... that oh, that's right. Uh, that's why you made her go to like all these different places and hold them and blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. right because cause that, that gun was better than the one that I gave her. So, anyway. Yeah, this uh, this this is just a... This thing that's going on in Pinellas County is just a, you know, hey, we're doing good here. Watch us, you know... All right, so give, give me there, what happened no today. What problem. happened today? Tell me what happened. All right, so today, hundreds of gun buyers showed up at a gun show on Largo Saturday, and stricter rules greeted them as they walked through the doors. For the first time in Pinellas County, the sheriff's office is requiring all vendors to conduct background checks on gun buyers who don't have concealed weapons permits. That so, happens anyway. Can, that happens anyway. No, no, no. No, no, no. You just said the vendors. Right, but beforehand... A uh, person without a concealed weapon permit can go in there and buy it. Like, let's say if I were to sell you a firearm, I don't, I don't I'm not required to make you wait three, three days. The th- you know, the three. You day shouldn't be, but if you're if you're a vendor and you're a gun dealer, then yes, you should. Yeah, but at the gun show, that's where the loophole is. If I if I bought a gun at you know the gun store, I'd have to go through the waiting period and the background check. If I went to the gun show, I did not have to. Only if you find a private individual that's willing to sell a gun, which you see them walking around all the time with guns strapped on their shoulder with a price tag sticking in the barrel. When you go to a gun show, right. you'll see guys like that. That's the right. people this stops. This, that, that's the people they're trying to stop with this. The, the vendors, which what you read there, you said vendors. They're required to, to do it because they're a vendor. They're a dealer. 
Now, maybe there are, all, are always those side people that have a bunch of old shit and old guns and stuff. Maybe that's maybe they're not licensed. Maybe that's who they're trying to stop. But if you go to a gun show, because this whole loophole thing is bullshit. Because I've gone to a gun show and bought a gun before, at By least the way, from the vendors. This is this is not a new law. The law has been on the books in Pinellas County for some time, but never enforced. So basically, this is just the, the, the sheriff's department going, "Okay, we're doing something," you know, because so what, they haven't been. So what happened today? Because I cut you off. It's just you know, uh, it's just a report on how you know these new Pinellas County uh, things are going to be enforced. Oh, I thought there was and an they incident were out there or No, there was no incident. Oh, okay. Nothing. I thought there was. Oops, and and, and this, this is totally the, these stories are completely irrelevant to me because a. Uh, I don't mind buying guns legally. B, I have a concealed weapons permit, so none of this pertains to me anyway. Yeah, it is nice to have one of those. We can't wait personally to have one because you can just go into the gun show. You know, if I go to buy a handgun right now at the gun show, I have to wait three days, and I have to go pick it up at a licensed dealer in my area. I've, I've only I've only been able to do that once where I walked in and walked out with a gun. Well, once and, it's, once you have a, and it, let me tell you, it's the world, it's the greatest thing because I've had I've had to buy shit even in New York when I bought my shotgun in the tail end of nineteen ninety eight nineteen ninety nine. Everybody was buying water and food and shit. I bought a twelve gauge shotgun. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, see now, <clears throat> a shotgun you can do that with. Well, you, no, in New York, I still had to wait to three days. Oh no, here in the state of Florida and even yeah. Pennsylvania, a bunch of other states, a shotgun or a rifle. You don't need to wait three days for it. It's only a handgun. Right. The first rifle I bought, the first rifle I bought in New York, I was 20 years old. I bought a 22 Marlin. They didn't have laws back then in New York, did they? Well, in the five boroughs, they did. Um, just fucking what they did. But I had to drive to Long Island to go get this gun. Why? And it was, it was, it was not a legit sale because I was a resident of Brooklyn, but they didn't care. You know, they were like, all right, we'll sell it to you. And I walked out the door with it. You could have just went to the corner in Brooklyn and got a freaking shotgun. Yeah, but you don't know where it comes from. That's true. That is true. I, I had I had the when I'm per- when I'm in person with you, remind me to tell you a story about that. I had the opportunity to buy a very dirty gun, and I was like, I- I'm not buying it. Somebody, it was a gun that killed a cop. And I was like, I ain't fucking touching that thing. <sighs> you can't even give that thing to me. Yeah, no, that's no good. That's no good. I've been turned down a gun before because of that same reasoning. It was a, not killing a cop, but because it was a, a dirty gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's see here. What else we got? Um, hmm. I don't know. What do you got, Dave? I'm out of tabs. You're out of tabs. Damn, we covered all our... See, you can tell we weren't ranting too hard tonight because uh, we covered all our tabs. We did the special need kit. Well, the first hour went by at you know, 75 miles an hour. Yeah, that was crazy. I want to thank Nathan Cox again uh, for joining us. Virginia Cop Block. Dot com or dot org? Dot com. Org. Dot org. Dot org. Thank you. Um, check him out. Make sure you guys uh, check out Eustace. you know what's Eustace site again? Turtle Turtle Bay. Creek. Turtle Bay or Tur- Turtle Creek? Turtle. He's going to look it up here. We'll get him out there so you guys can go check him out. I'm scanning through Drudge here. I'm not seeing word drums in Saudi Arabia. Um, Justice Department defends journalist email search. That's that's one that's really got. That's actually that's one thing Brad was touching. Did you listen to DC on Thursday? No, I, I actually I, I at this point I am so fed up with uh, Brad that I don't even listen anymore. I heard a little bit, especially with the very beginning with uh, with Rob, and they played <laughs> he played uh, his drunken clips. Yeah, yeah, the clip, 
after that, I kind of I just bailed out because I, I I've lost a lot of respect for for Brad. You would have gained anyway, a, you would have gained a little bit back if you would have listened. Go ahead. TurtleIslandPreserve.com. TurtleIslandPreserve.com. If you want to check out Eustace, um, but you would have gained a little respect back for Brad because they were going back and forth about Benghazi. They were going back and forth about the IRS thing. And Brad said that he's really uh, upset with everybody because he feels that this whole First Amendment intrusion that's going on with all these news outlets um, is more is, is a bigger thing that people need to look at. And and nobody looks at it that way as, as a First Amendment intrusion. You know, the press has the right to protect its informants. Of course, he has a problem with that because now the government's going uh, in, encroaching on, right? But he has no problem uh, fucking with the Second Amendment, no problem. But the First Amendment, he's front and center. That's why I don't like him. He's got no integrity. Uh, I know. I feel you on that. And a he doesn't bit. think the IRS thing is a scandal because because it's going after conservative groups. This if has been going, going on since freaking before Reagan. That same thing, and it it just see. Well, no. The, what happened was just recently they admitted it that they were going after conservative groups. Right. Right. They've used the IRS after to go after political enemies since its inception, but it just it just recently came out that they, and he's just pissed off that it didn't go after democratic groups or progressive groups. He's pissed off that it went, and so he's nullifying the thing, saying, "Oh, it's not. A, it's not a scam. It is a fucking scandal." He just he's just pissed off. It's not a scandal for his his guys, and I lost. All respect for him. I could, I can definitely feel that with you also because, like I said, it goes all the way back to you say to the inception. I'd say it probably didn't start until about Reagan is when it really got its foothold in. And I do no, have a, fucking Nixon used the government. You Nixon did it after Democratic groups. That's true. Yeah. All right. So Nixon, then it's when it started. And these are the things that we just know because uh, of the scandal that came out. I'm sure that they've been used. You know, the IRS has been used many uh, more times before that. Many more times. Just recently, just this week, I was watching um, uh, the Colbert Report, and he was talking about how some people were all upset about. I don't know how, why this came up. The uh, the census and how you know they don't want to answer certain questions. And Colbert took the, the oh well, we need this and blah 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 and. I really wish I had, you know, I could call up and say, hey, listen, do you remember, you know, when the U.S. government in uh, had an internment camp for, you know, Japanese American citizens that were legal uh, citizens? Yep. And how they how did they round them up? Did they just say did they ring a dinner bell and they all came? No, they got them because of the census data. And, you know, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but. It's okay. That's a good know. tangent to go on. Because I'm, I'm starting to get pissed off. Lexi had to take me three away. Three more from, minutes. <laughs> Lexi had to take me away from the the uh, census taker two years ago, or whenever the hell it was. <laughs> oh, hold on, let me go ahead, honey. Yeah, that was. <laughs> he started lecturing her and asking her questions, and I'm like, no. And just she's go like, in the house. I... Just, just she, go in the like, house. She's like, can I have your social security numbers? I said, no. You have all the information you're gonna get from us. Thank you very much. And we gave her, I think, how many people lived here. Um, we only she answered... lived here too. No, she, she was no, like she, one of the residents. No, wasn't she, she no, 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 no. She was not one of the residents here. But we went. I uh, thought you said she was one of the residents. No, we were ignoring her. Or they, she was, like that. We just ignore. Her. Then she come back the next day. We just ignore. Her. Wait, and finally so why, she why, caught us outside. Why were they knocking on your door? Because I refused to fill out the form. 
Why don't you just fill out the form and only answer those two questions? Because I didn't want to do that either. That's what I did. Actually, did I? I don't. I didn't want to do anything, so I ignored her. And then she finally caught us. We were outside with Mikey playing, and she came up. It was like 7 o'clock at night. Those fuckers are persistent, I'll tell you. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. You know what? That's And you know what? I, I was living in my condo, which is uh, one floor up. It's on the top floor. And I was watching census takers knocking on doors, and they may have even knocked on my own door. And I did the same thing. Ignored them. Yep. Exactly. Just turn the TV up a little louder. <laughs> and here, here's what I'm going to wrap up tonight with, because we're hitting the 12 o'clock hour. First of all, I want to thank everybody who did listen tonight uh, and who will be listening on the replays. Um, it's much appreciated. Again, check out Nathan Cox. Check out Adam Kokesh. See what he needs or or figure out what, do, what you don't know of him. Um, and just make sure you really think about July 4th. If you live in a state that has a capital, maybe you should consider walking to that capital for that day. I'm sure they'll have fireworks there sometime. And you, know, you can even get back in time for the fireworks, so it'll be okay. You should try it. might make you feel good, because I think we're going to try it. But I'm going to leave you with this, Dave, tonight. And we're not going to discuss it. We're not going to argue it. I'm just going to d- leave you with it. All right? I talked to my father it's today. real nice. I know. I talked to my father today. I said, Dad, when was the last time? Now, he's 68 years old. I said, Dad, when was the last time you, re- you remember a Memorial Day up north that was this cold? He said, never. This is crazy. I can't believe it's going on like this. So everybody just needs to question why there's a threat of snow in the Northeast for Memorial Day. Because I grew up up there, and this is when we were ready to get the hell out of school and hit the beach because it was hot as fuck. So that's where we'll leave it. Guys, thanks for listening to the first 52. We'll talk to you later. There's no threat of snow in Jersey. Vermont. In the, and I know this. You know in this. The, in the mountain. Cause yeah, I said there was going to be no discussing an argument here. I got a friend that lives... In Killington, Vermont, you know, and I know how long, uh, dude, I went fucking mountain biking in July on Killington, right? And there was a patch of snow, right? A patch. So don't tell. A patch of snow. So don't tell me that this is all, this is just new and blah, blah, blah. This is crazy, Dave. I'm sorry. It's crazy. It doesn't go from 85 degrees to 40 degrees. Sure it does. Happens all the time. Oh my goodness. You just you just think that things should be steady and it never varies, and that's, that's not what I think. Gonna, that's not that's what where, I think. That's where we're going to leave it because I don't feel like going into overtime today. I got I got I got shit to do tomorrow. Actually, bye, <laughs> Dave. Bye, Dave. I love you. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just get through in this world always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace when i'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when i'm risking it all with no time to waste 
Fuck this red race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go Day one, I've been in this alone With arms stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check For intelligent life, now it's time to connect It's an SOS, the death's been sent So now we just wait and hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show from a passing UFO guys so much thanks first 52 is the bump diggity are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment why in the world are they spraying they want to create a storm in the southeast then they'll start engineering out over the north pacific that's where the trailies will be find out why critics are calling why in the world are they spraying the most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the world are they spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. 
Go to whyintheworldaretheyspraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple.